You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. It's time for your Fox News commentary. Jimmy Fallon. What's on your mind? So a jury ruled that Amber Heard defamed Johnny Depp's character, thus putting an end to a trial that seemed to last longer than their marriage. And although Johnny Depp won the case, he still needs to be careful. If one more video surfaces on the Internet of him passed out on drugs, they'll make his dad president of the United States. Okay, so that was a joke on Hunter Biden, but this trial was a joke on all of us. Seriously, if the goal of the case was to make the rest of us feel better about the relationships we're in, Amber and Johnny knocked it out of the park, because you really get some perspective from listening to these two maniacs. You come home after a rough day at work and you say to yourself, well, at least my wife didn't poop on the bed. That's just one of the insane accusations we heard in the last few weeks, but after listening to all of them, the jury decided not to believe all women, as they taught us in the Me Too movement, because as it turns out, some women lie when they think it'll help their cause or their career. And I hate to say that because it's a setback to the real battered women in this country who come forward, which is why a jury was right to make Amber pay Johnny 15 million bucks. Now, the good news for Amber is the state laws will likely lower the amount of money she has to pay. The bad news is she still needs to spend a ton of money on acting lessons. Because in the end, she cast herself in a drama, the public took her performance as comedy, and Johnny Depp went home with all the awards. Although, if you ask me, the real winners were the people who didn't watch this clown show. Be sure to check out Fox Across America with me, Jimmy Fallon, weekdays from noon to 3 on the Fox News app and foxacrossamerica.com. been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. To hear the podcast version of this program, go to foxnewspodcasts.com. And for all the latest news, go to foxnews.com. This man has just entered the gas price madness zone, pushed over the edge by skyrocketing gas prices. The remedy? Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Hey, wait a minute. Did you just say there's a free app I can get that'll actually pay me cash back on every gallon of gas I buy? Yes. Escape the gas price madness zone with the Upside app and earn real cash back on every gallon of gas you buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough of the theatrics. Just tell me more about this Upside app. Okay, it's super easy. Just download the free app and use it whenever you buy gas. Upside users can earn hundreds of dollars in cash back. Wow, thanks, announcer guy. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MINUTE for an extra 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MINUTE for a 25 cents per gallon or more bonus on your first tank. KPL covers Acadiana with Lowry's printing and copying. Acadiana's ultimate scavenger hunt, Games Across Acadiana, is back from June 3rd through June 19th, 2022. Players can download a free app, perform tasks, and earn points for a chance to be entered into a drawing for fabulous prizes, including a grand prize of $10,000. For more information, go to milesparet.org. The Taste of Eat Lafayette 2022 is happening on Tuesday, June 7th at the Cajun Home Convention Center. Doors open at 5.30 p.m. Admission is $25 a ticket, and kids two and under get in free. You'll have a chance to sample dishes from some of the restaurants participating in Eat Lafayette this summer. For more information, go to CajunDome.com. If you or your organization has an event that you would like to get on the KPL community calendar, email it to news at kpel965.com. That's news at kpel965.com. 
I'm Ian Ozan. Join Bernadette Lee and me every morning for Acadiana's Morning News from 6 to 9 on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. We start your day off with the latest headlines, the important newsmakers from Acadiana, and a few laughs along the way. Every Wednesday, your voice is heard during Ringing It Wednesday. And every Thursday, Mayor President Josh Guillory joins us for Lafayette Live. So tune in every Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 for Acadiana's Morning News right here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL and the KPEL mobile app. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. This time it's Tulsa. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. Four people and the suspected gunman are killed in a mass shooting at a hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Police say the man killed himself, that he targeted the building and outpatient surgery center, but don't know why yet. Dr. Cliff Robertson, the St. Francis Health System CEO, said the hospital is there to help people. This senseless, horrible, incomprehensible act is not going to change that. Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum says some will want to make this a political discussion about guns. That is something to be had in the future, but not tonight. He said now is for focusing on the lives lost and why. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. Members of the British royal family, not Queen Elizabeth at this event or at a parade in London. The start of the four-day Platinum Jubilee, celebrating Queen Elizabeth 70 years on the throne longer than any other British monarch. Started with a military parade today called Trooping the Color. It's an annual event since 1760. It was a case that had a lot of people taking sides. The actor Johnny Depp winning his defamation case against his ex-wife Amber Heard. She accuses him of physical abuse. Johnny Depp won his defamation case against Amber Heard. The jury awarding Depp $10 million in compensatory damages and $5 million in punitive on all three elements in regards to the ACLU-backed Washington Post op-ed. Lawyers Ben Chu and Camille Vasquez made a statement outside the courtroom. We are also most pleased that the trial has resonated for so many people and the public who value truth and justice. Depp issued his own statement that ended with truth never perishes, while Amber Heard, who countersued for $100 million, received $2 million for a single statement. In her response following the verdict, she called this a setback for women. Michelle Polino, Fox News. The Turkish government's requesting of the United Nations that the country be referred to not as Turkey, but Turkey Yay. That's how it's pronounced and spelled in Turkish. America's listening to Fox News. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the Jay Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit autismspeaks.org employment. School's out for summer, but if your business is running QuickBooks, you'll never get a break. Their manual processes and delays will leave you scrambling. Graduate to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. No matter how big your business grows, with NetSuite, you gain visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, just like 93% of surveyed businesses who already graduated. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash today. A woman accusing comedian Bill Cosby of sexual assault had a friend testify at the civil trial that Judy Huth was distraught on the day in 1975 when she says Cosby forced her to touch him sexually at the Playboy Mansion when Huth was 16. A Cosby attorney says they're making it up and trying to cash in on photos the friend took that day with them and Cosby. 
Louisiana's Governor John Bell Edwards will answer questions about the death of a man in police custody. It's over what State House Speaker Clay Schexnader calls a possible cover-up in the 2019 death of Ronald Green while in police custody. He cited serious questions that can only be answered by the Democratic governor and his staff. Schexnader made the request for Edwards to testify before a committee days after a report the governor and his staff privately viewed crucial footage of Green's death months before prosecutors and detectives knew it existed. That video shows cops kicking, punching, and using a taser on Green. The governor's staff says there was no effort to withhold evidence. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. Workers in a Massachusetts McDonald's are accused of religious discrimination against a customer. The Council on American Islamic Relations has filed a complaint with the Massachusetts Commission Against Discrimination, claiming workers at a McDonald's in Chicopee, about 80 miles west of Boston, intentionally put bacon on a fish sandwich ordered by a Muslim woman for one of her children, arguing it's commonly known that Muslims are forbidden from eating pork. The woman claims the incident occurred last June and they discovered the bacon when they went to a nearby school playground to eat. The woman's husband got a refund when he went back later with the uneaten food. McDonald's has not yet responded to the complaint. Lee Silicera, Fox News. The Rangers beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 6-2 in game one of the National Hockey League Eastern Conference Final. Philip Hedel scored twice in the second period for New York. Game one of the NBA Finals is tonight. It's the Boston Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors are at home in San Francisco. Ahead of the opening bell on Wall Street today, stock futures are up. And I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Ardco Equipment Rentals in New Iberia. Let Ardco handle all of your heavy equipment needs. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. The major average is falling on the first day of trading of June after a volatile May. Many investors remain worried about the pace of the Fed's interest rate hikes and whether the central bank will plunge the U.S. economy into a recession. The Dow falling 177 points, the Nasdaq down 87, S&P 500 down 31. And Salesforce was the biggest Dow winner with the share surging 10% after the business software company delivered revenue that surpassed analysts' expectations along with upbeat guidance. And Sheryl Sandberg is stepping down as chief operating officer at Facebook parent Meta Platforms after a 14-year run at the social media company. The 52-year-old is one of the most recognized faces in tech and helped transform the company into a multi-billion dollar advertising powerhouse. Sandberg will depart her role in the fall, but will continue to remain on the board of Meta Platforms. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Hillary Barsky, invested in you. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare information guide absolutely free. Call 800-960-3377. It's hurricane season. Make sure you protect your corner of the world with flood insurance. The National Flood Insurance Program wants you to go to FloodSmart.gov today. Brought to you by the National Flood Insurance Program. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. It's 6.07 in the morning, 73 degrees outside, sun rising over the Cape Hell studio, some fog and mist across the area. Daniel Phillips says copy and paste yesterday's forecast. 
Sunny, 40% chance of rain late in the afternoon, high of 91. Full look at the forecast coming up in just a few minutes. For News Talk 96.5, KPEL, I'm Ian Ozan. We start with the congressman's response to the Uvalde shooting. LA3 Representative Clay Higgins has filed two bills he says will shore up school security. Kevin Gallagher reports. Higgins has two bills he says can really make a difference. One would require gathering data on how many schools have security officers, how many are needed, and are those officers well enough trained? You'd have to look into all these different jurisdictional authorities to piece that together. Another bill would set training standards for school officers in SWAT-like tactics so they'd be ready for an active shooter. I believe that my plan can end school shootings forever. He introduced the same bills in 2018, but that was before Parkland, Florida, and just last week, Uvalde, Texas. We'll see if we can get some traction. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In Church Point, an arrest in a shooting case. Tyler Alfred is accused of shooting at a woman who was driving down Leone Street last week. The bullet hit the car, but not the woman. Alfred is facing an attempted second-degree murder charge. In Iberia Parish, the district attorney dropping charges against a suspect in a 2019 murder of a new Iberia senior high school student. Ken Ray Lede was arrested three years ago and accused of playing a part in the shooting death of Garen Lewis. Lede spent more than five months in jail after his arrest. Last week, the district attorney cleared Lede of any wrongdoing. Lede's attorney says Lede never should have been arrested because the state lacked credible evidence. In Lafayette, the Lafayette Public Library is saying no to displays related to, quote, demographic groups. Library Director Danny Galane says he doesn't want the library's displays singling out certain groups in the community. That means displays like the ones we see during Black History Month, Pride Month, and other observances will no longer be constructed. Staying in Lafayette, UL says it suspended a frat for three years over hazing allegations. According to a university spokesman, the Pi Kappa Alpha fraternity is accused of hazing activities that include, quote, sleep deprivation and the performance of calisthenics, end quote. In a statement, that spokesman says seven frat members and a former frat member received misdemeanor summonses in connection with the case. In state news, the House committee investigating Ronald Green's death in the hands of state troopers wants Governor John Bell Edwards to testify. Kevin Gallagher has the latest. Homo Representative Tanner McGee chairs the panel. He says they want to hear from Edwards on when he saw the police body cam video that shows the violent struggle between Green and state troopers. I'm not sure that the governor's testimony will give us the aha moment we're looking for, but it can definitely shed some light and some clarity on it. House Speaker Clay Schechneider says there are serious questions that can only be answered by Governor Edwards and his staff. McGee expects that Edwards will appear before the committee June 16th. He's expressed interest in uh, providing his side of the story. I'm, I don't think it's necessarily he's going to refrain from. I mean, I'd be surprised if he did. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Funeral services for Dwight Bo Ramsey will be held today. Ramsey died on May 19th. He was a legend in both the oil and gas community and in the community service front here in Acadiana. Visitation will take place from 9 to 11 at the Episcopal School of Acadiana's Henson Chapel. The funeral, with full military honors, begins in the chapel at 11 o'clock. Dwight Bo Ramsey was 94 years old. The Louisiana Office of Community Development wants to hear from you. They're taking public comment on how to spend more than a billion dollars in federal hurricane recovery funds. Those funds will pay for recovery efforts stemming from Hurricanes Laura, Delta, and Ida. Submit your comments at gov.louisiana.gov. That's the website, by the way, to go to. Southern University gets a major boost to prevent its campus from erosion. David Grubb has that story. Congressman Troy Carter was on the bluff Wednesday to announce $7.6 million in federal grant aid to help preserve Southern University. That will go directly to saving the university from literally causing it to lip into the Mississippi River. Erosion is a very real threat to the campus, potentially causing as much as $43 million in damage. Carter said he didn't know just how dire the situation was up until a year ago after a presentation from retired General Russell Honore. General Honore was sharing with us the likelihood that if something did 
didn't happen, the very land that we were standing on would be engulfed by the Mississippi River. Carter coordinated efforts with the LDOTD to apply for those grant dollars to protect the campus for generations to come. I'm David Grubb. In sports, we're one day away from the start of the NCAA baseball tournament. The Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns will play Texas Christian University in tomorrow night's regional opener. Cajuns pitcher Austin Perrin says the key to victory is sticking to the game plan. We're going to open up with TCU. We played those guys last year. We know they're really good. They can pitch. They can hit. Oral Roberts, they're really good. They're a smaller name, but we know they can play. And A&M, they're A&M. So we're going to go there and play our game, bunt, steal, play fast. I'll take saying a lot without saying anything at all for 500, Alex. Austin Perrin is going to be a great coach one day because he's already mastered coach speak. The NBA Finals begin tonight. The Golden State Warriors host the Boston Celtics for Game 1. Tip-off, 8 o'clock. If you're watching, KTC TV 3 is a station to go to. If you're listening on the radio, our sister station, ESPN Lafayette, has you covered. Good news, bad news, Bernie. Nobody won the Powerball last night. That's the bad news. The good news, the jackpot's up to $184 million for Saturday night. Better news, someone in Louisiana won $100,000. The bad news, it wasn't us. If you're in Mandeville and you bought a Powerball ticket for last night's drawing, check that ticket. It matched four wide balls and the mega ball, or excuse me, and the power ball, rather. Wrong game there. Four wide balls and the power ball to win the $100,000 prize. So check that ticket. If you bought it in Mandeville, somebody there is $100,000 richer this morning. Nobody won the lotto last night. That jackpot up to $1,875,000. Easy five up to $180,000. Those drawings on Saturday night. So there you go. Yeah. A lot of big money. Up for grabs. And finally, Bernie. Yes, sir. Something that you would hope would never happen to you. Oh, okay. What are we talking about, man? We go to Pennsylvania for this story. Okay. Have you ever been, say, for example, back when Jazzland was open? Yeah. Go over there on a ride or go to any other theme park, get on a ride and everything's going well. And then it just stops while you're upside down. Happened to me in Six Flags in Houston, Texas. It happened at Astroworld, really, to you. Oh, we were right at the tip, right before the Texas Cyclone was about to take that first big dip. Yeah. We're sitting there and we're stuck. Several minutes, tick by, tick, tick, tick. Debbie Ray and I are looking at each other we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> What's going on? Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, somebody's head just pops around, looks at us in our seats and said, um, we forgot to do the safety checks this morning. So it's going to be about 10 minutes and then we'll get the <laughs> ride going. Yeah, that was the last time we rode the Texas Cyclone. I don't blame you. <laughs> Let's go to uh, West Mifflin, Pennsylvania. Okay. Kennywood is the name of the park. Not okay. Dollywood, it's Kennywood. Kennywood. Hey, I guess they have an island in the stream somewhere over there. That's right. Uh, passengers on a ride at that park were left upside down in the air <gasps> because of a mid-ride malfunction. Oh, no. Oh, that's scary, man. Scary. Main and staff respond. They brought the riders back to its designated to uh, or brought the ride back to the designated rest position. I yeah. don't know if the riders were back in a designated mm. rest position after. Oh, I'm sure they were in some kind of disposition. Huh? Yeah, uh, three riders went to the first aid center as a precaution ah. before returning mm -hmm. to the park. The ride will remain closed, but uh, yeah, the Arrow 360 is the name of the ride. Who lordy, and I'm looking at a picture of it. Yeah. Nah, I, I I wouldn't get on the ride even if it were regular side up. It sounds like it's probably like super fun for people who are young. 
But getting caught upside down on a ride, ah! And no. I, rode gre- I rode greased lightning three times in a row. And that's the thing. For those Ooh. of us who like our old yeah. roller coasters, who like who don't mind the thrills that you get there, right? there's some rides that just don't do it. Like at the Cajun Heartland State Fair. Go, go. Fun, fun. Mm-hmm. There's some rides when I look at them like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then you see other people waiting in line. It's like, are you nuts? And those people are like probably 14 years old. In perfect health and ready to just get wild. Look, even at 14 years old, in better health than I am now, even back then, I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> All right, app chatters are number one, two, and three. We want to hear from John, number one. Number two, Scott. Number three, Rob, a.k.a. the Winky Dinky Dog slash News Hound. Mm-hmm. Do y'all still ride those rides? Have you ridden those rides? Has it gotten wild for you? We want to know. And, of course, anybody else out there that wants to app chat us. If you have the app, we can talk to you. There's a Ric Flair uh, oh, line here somewhere. Oh, there's got to be. Absolutely. Oldest friend. ride, longest line. Anybody, uh-huh. If anybody knows a ride that's still going strong all these years later, let us know because <laughs> we need a good amusement park. Uh, we do. Trip. I will tell you, I'm not going to lie, though. When I go to the Cajun Heartland State Fair, I do ride a bunch of those rides. Even though I'm like, oh, it's kind of scary. Because you get on the ride, you ride the ride, and then after it's over, you feel like some sort of minor champion. Right. You know? Look, my I go to the Cajun Heartland State Fair. All I want to do is get on the Ferris wheel. That's it. That's yeah, all I need. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing with that. As a kid, I remember getting on the Ferris wheel, and you used to be able to see all around Lafayette. Yeah. And when you looked south, you could yeah. see the old Hamilton Hospital, which is now Lafayette General Orthopedic. Yes. You could see south, and that was about all you could see. I'm interested now to get on the Ferris wheel to see just in 30 years what the landscape looks like now when you look south. Oh, what all can you see? Amazing. Amazing the changes in this city. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe we have to go report on that. I like get that. a video. Can you eat while you're on the Ferris ride? Because I could have my funnel cake while, while taking the Ferris wheel. I think so. We'll split it. I'm good with that. Okay. So it sounds like we've got some fun to, to do a little bit later this evening. Do that. We have to do that. Go run in, ride the Ferris wheel, then go watch (laughs) Top Gun. I'm good. There you go. It's coming up now on 617. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today. That's going to take those temperatures into the low 90s. little deceptive, though, that heat index is going to be running well into the upper 90s. Hot out there later this afternoon. A 30% chance for some scattered showers. So be on the lookout for a little bit of rainfall later on tonight. No real rhyme or reason as to where those showers are going to get going. They're going to be the typical summer variety. I think that this pattern is what we're going to see largely through the rest of this week. And I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of change into the weekend either. This seems to be more or less what we're going to be looking at pretty much through the foreseeable future. Maybe it gets a little bit drier by the early part of next work week, but won't last long. Those isolated showers are going to be bouncing back. In the meantime, temperatures pretty consistently sitting in the low 90s, pretty consistently humid as well as we really get into the heart of this summer pattern. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. And uh, what was your temperature? Now I'm at 71 over here. You're at 71. Mm-hmm. I had 73. Let me refresh it and okay. see. It's still see? saying 70. We'll split uh, the difference we'll say 72. Split. All right, we'll go with 72 degrees right now. Big thank you to Ross Tire and Service. Look, no joke. These people really treat you like family. So I get in the car yesterday. Uh Mm Uh-oh. Turn on the car, getting ready to go, and all of a sudden, 
it stalls out. Rut row. Rut row. So I said, okay, that's a fluke. So I tried it again. Oh, did it, it blow up? Not again. No. Okay. I said, eh, let me just try. Third time's a charm, right? This is going to be fine. But it wasn't. So that's okay. See, I sent a message to Ross Tire and Service, RossTireLafayette.com. Mm-hmm. You go through there, you talk to him. And so today, they're going to take a look at the car, figure out what's wrong with it. My big brother's over at Ross Tire and Service. Thank you, gentlemen. I mean, talk about some good people. So whether it's, you know, your car, the kid's car, they'll get you set. So we're going to see. They'll do the old diagnostics today. See what the deal is. It's like a hospital for your car at Ross Tire and Service. It is. It really is. A hospital staffed by people that are almost family members to you. And they'll get the job done. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right, double-checking what's happening with our traffic at this hour. No crashes, no breakdowns. Yay! We'll Yay. take it. <laughs> Let's hope it stays that healthy one. It is coming up now on 622 at Katiana's Morning News. Bernie and Ian here with you. Ian, I just got and almost finished my first cup of coffee. Have you have you gone to the coffee uh, bar? I have not, but during the next commercial break, it's I may have to. Yeah, because okay. as the sun comes up, uh, <laughs> I, the wall becomes more clear. <laughs> and I can see that I'm reaching that wall awfully quickly. <laughs> Which brings me back to uh, our topic at hand, Eat Lafayette. Ben Berthelot here with this Ben. Got any good breakfast joints you can recommend that deliver? <laughs> There's a ton. Check out eatlafayette.com for a list. Good answer. I mean, you know, if you were ever saying to yourself, well, where are we going to go eat? I mean, whether it's breakfast or lunch or dinner, all you need to remember is eatlafayette.com. I mean, Absolutely. literally everything you can want is on that list. No question. And we're entering our 18th year of the Eat Lafayette oh, campaign. Wow. Started with a two-week campaign in 18 restaurants, now over 100 restaurants in a three-month campaign. We always kick off the campaign with a taste of Eat Lafayette kickoff, and we've been fortunate over the last five years. The lieutenant governor has brought his Louisiana seafood cook-off yes. to our area, so we've been able to combine those two events and really elevate our Eat Lafayette kickoff. That's going to be held Tuesday night, June 7th. Tickets are available at the Cajun Home box office. It's the best way to get them and avoid some of the Ticketmaster fees, but you can also get them online $25 a piece it's a great date night great opportunity to support our locally owned restaurants we'll have about 30 locally owned restaurants serving up some great cuisine and then uh, chefs from all around the state competing for the title of king <laughs> or queen of louisiana seafood all in one uh, great I night i know y'all it is such a fabulous night this is such as ben said a great date night event or if you're like oh we're going to leave the husbands at home gather a bunch of you, you you know you girls go over there it is so much fun you get to taste so many different things, and the excitement is, it's really palpable. And that's the thing. Who says you need to go with anybody? Just go by yourself and you enjoy can. the food. That's right. Absolutely. We even, had, we even had a few babies there last year. That was nice. Aww. That was a first. But, uh, certainly, get them trained early. Welcome. That's right. <laughs> uh, but it really is, you know, our, for the tourism economy, our locally owned restaurants are the product. They're the reason we were named the tastiest town of the South by Southern Living Magazine, the best food city in the United States by USA Today and Rain McNally. Because of our locally owned restaurants, as one of our founders, Charlie Goodson, used to always say, "There's only one Charlie G's in the world. There's only one Judy's in. There's only one Cafe V." 
and we can go on and on and on with those with those lists and that's what makes us unique and special and and the campaign is about supporting them and and really if you think about it we probably all have a rotation of restaurants i know my family there's probably a five or six restaurants that we kind of rotate back yeah. and forth and and really to me this campaign is about expanding that rotation yeah. and and being exposed to new restaurants we had cafe lola last year it was a first time yeah. participant for the kickoff they loved it they they were exposed to a lot of new people I just saw yesterday they're opening a second location. Yes. Now, was E. Lafayette responsible for that? No, but we, we certainly hope that we help to, to get the word out and get them a few new customers. And that's really what it's all about is exposing people to new restaurants that maybe they haven't eaten at before. And, and the hope is that once they taste the food on Tuesday night, they'll go back and support them throughout the year. Absolutely. And that is the perfect way for you to taste. You, you said, oh, you say to yourself, well, I don't know if I want to go there yet. Well, let me tell you, for this bargain price of $25, mm-hmm. you not only get this fabulous event that you get to see, this cook-off competition between these chefs, you also get to sample all of these 30, the food of these 30 vendors. It's a great evening. When you said 18 years, wow. Yeah, and y'all uh, been around from day one, and we, right. we oh appreciate that. Hey, I, I'm starting to feel old now because I remember uh-huh. when Eat Lafayette started, and for it to be in its 18th year now, A, it makes you wonder how where the time has gone, how it's flown mm-hmm. by, but also at the same time also makes you realize how much of a driver this has been for not just the food economy here, but also the tourism economy. Yes. For Eat Lafayette, what kind of a boon does that do for our local tourism industry? Well, it's huge. We, we go out and sell all across the country, all across, across the world. We talk about our great food, uh, our music, our culture. And then when people come here, we have to deliver. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're very fortunate in that we, we're able to deliver every time somebody comes to town because of our locally owned restaurants. And really, there's, there's, there's two types of people. When you travel, some people are going to go to where they're comfortable. They're going to go to a Chili's or a uh, Applebee's or an Outback. And there's nothing wrong with that. But really... What this campaign is about, I think what Eating Local is about, is when you go somewhere and when visitors come here, we want them to experience our cuisine, what makes us special. And, and those, are, those are our locally owned restaurants. And that's the thing. Until you leave this area, until you go out of town and you realize that everywhere else is mostly chain restaurants, mm-hmm. that's when you understand what kind of a special thing we have here. I, I think we're spoiled really and truly oh, yeah. by the restaurants we have here. We have so many choices, we don't know what to do. Then you go out of town, it's like, Okay, which which place off the highway we're stopping at tonight? That's, exactly That's right. when you realize how how lucky we have it here, or how fortunate we are to have what we have here. No question. And the the you know Mr. Goodson and uh, a couple of other folks that that put that together 18 years ago. I remember the first kickoff event, and you know a bunch of us uh, were there. And I turned to Debbie Ray and I said, "You know what? I said we've got two weeks. Uh huh. I said let's do a lunch and a dinner." So we can get all of these restaurants in. Wow. And we did. And let me tell you, I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah. And now there's all these other restaurants that are involved. That's the thing. You need, what, about two months uh, of lunches and dinners to get everybody in? That's right. Yes, that's right. That's right. Make get, a list. got to start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ben, thanks so much for your time this morning. We'll remind folks about Tuesday. It's a wonderful event. Thank you so much. And we really appreciate y'all's support over the We year. were talking off the air about another big development that's oh, uh, yes. come out. Can we, can talk, we talk about, about it now? That? Or Not is yet. it yes, something? We can. We can mention it. Uh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, hold on. I have to. <laughs> Some breaking news on the tourism front in Lafayette. Another sporting event coming our way? Absolutely. Yesterday, we picked up the powerlifting state championships. Uh, yeah. We're, we're excited about it. It's a big one. It, it's one of the fastest growing sports uh, in this in the country, really. Both boys and girls powerlifting. It's been held in Monroe. And got to give a lot of credit to Mayor President Gilroy. The 
the gentleman who puts on the powerlifting event, a guy by the name of Coach Dwayne Urbino, was the mayor's powerlifting coach wow. in, in high school. So the mayor started that introduction, um, and it's all about relationships, and he had a great relationship, and, and we took it from there. So we're excited about that. It adds on to, of course, we've had several big events over the last few years as it comes to LHSA, the basketball, uh, softball. We just got volleyball for a three-year commitment. So it's all great. And, and all these people, when they come, guess what they're going to be doing? Eating at our locally owned restaurants. Yes, so. indeed. That's the great thing about the tourism economy. It's new money coming into our area. And that's the beauty of it. During the fall, you have volleyball. During the late winter, you'll now have basketball and powerlifting. Uh, you have golf in the in the middle of spring, and at the end of spring, you now have softball. So a lot of athletes will be coming to town. And if I'm not mistaken, one of the select uh, football championships is at Cajun Field as well. So a lot of athletes, a lot of parents coming in. They'll be eating Lafayette, and we're happy to have them. And, again, a testament to what you and LCG have been able to do. Absolutely. Thank you. It's a great partnership, great teamwork, and we'll keep moving forward. Amen to that. Ben Berthelot has been our guest. It's coming up now on 630. I'm Bernadette Lee, and you're listening to News Talk 96.5 KPL. The 34th Annual Cajun Heartland State Fair is coming to the Cajun Dome now through June 5th. News Talk 96.5 KPL reminds you to get your KPL My Choice wristband now. It's a great value, and you decide when you want to use it. The News Talk 96.5 KPL My Choice wristbands, only $30 each. LUS presents the 34th Annual Cajun Heartland State Fair, now through June 5th at the Cajun Dome. Experience wild rides on the Gold Star Midway or the Future Headliners Karaoke Club at the Table Room. Lanyap Lane features free entertainment for the family, including the Racing Pigs, the Giraffe Menagerie, and Circus Hollywood. Check online today for the nightly live music lineup at the Coca-Cola Grandstand. Get more information now at CajunDome.com or at KPEL965.com. Click on the Cajun Dome link for more information. Brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPEL, where Acadiana comes to talk. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Find out more about how they can help you at Matthew-James.com. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the KPEL News app. Now the headlines from the KPEL News Center. It's 6.34 in the morning. Uh, Widget now has 71 degrees, Bernie, so we'll go ahead and do that. You know what else we have? What? A copy and paste of yesterday's forecast. Sunny most of the day. Nice chance of rain this afternoon, 40% to be precise. High of 91. Full look at the forecast coming up in a few minutes. For News Talk 96.5 KPEL, I'm Ian Ozan. We start with the congressman's response to the Uvalde shooting. LA3 Representative Clay Higgins has filed two bills, he says, will shore up school security. Kevin Gallagher reports. Higgins has two bills he says can really make a difference. One would require gathering data on how many schools have security officers, how many are needed, and are those officers well enough trained? You'd have to look into all these different jurisdictional authorities to piece that together. Another bill would set training standards for school officers in SWAT-like tactics so they'd be ready for an active shooter. I believe that my plan can end school shootings forever. He introduced the same bills in 2018, but that was before Parkland, Florida, and just last week, Uvalde, Texas. We'll see if we can get some traction. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In Church Point, an arrest in a shooting case. Tyler Alford is accused of shooting at a woman who was driving down Leone Street last week. The bullet hit the car, but not the woman. Alford is facing an attempted second-degree murder charge. In Iberia Parish, the district attorney dropping charges against the suspect in the 2019 murder of a new Iberia high school student. Ken Ray Lede was arrested three years ago, accused of playing a part in the shooting death of Garen Lewis. 
He spent more than five months in jail. Last week, the district attorney cleared Ladey of any wrongdoing. Ladey's attorney says Ladey never should have been arrested. That's because the state lacked credible evidence. In Lafayette, the public library system saying no to displays relating to, quote, demographic groups. Library director Danny Galane says he doesn't want the library's display singling out certain groups in the community. So that means displays that are usually put up during Black History Month, Pride Month, and other, other observances will no longer be constructed. Staying in Lafayette, UL says it suspended a frat for three years over hazing allegations. According to a university spokesman, the Pi Kappa Alpha fraternity is accused of hazing activities that include, quote, sleep deprivation and the performance of calisthenics, end quote. In a statement, a spokesman said seven frat members and a former member received misdemeanor summonses in connection with the case. The House committee investigating Ronald Green's death at the hands of state troopers wants Governor John Bell Edwards to testify. Kevin Gallagher has the latest. Homo Representative Tanner McGee chairs the panel. He says they want to hear from Edwards on when he saw the police body cam video that shows the violent struggle between Green and state troopers. I'm not sure that the governor's testimony will give us the aha moment we're looking for, but it can definitely shed some light and some clarity on it. House Speaker Clay Schechneider says there are serious questions that can only be answered by Governor Edwards and his staff. McGee expects that Edwards will appear before the committee June 16th. He's expressed interest in uh, providing his side of the story. I'm, I don't think it's necessarily he's going to refrain from. I mean, I'd be surprised if he did. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Funeral services for Dwight Bo Ramsey will be held today. Ramsey died on May 19th. He was 94. Visitation will take place from 9 to 11 at the Episcopal School of Acadiana's Henton Chapel. The funeral with full military honors begins at 11 o'clock. The Louisiana Office of Community Development wants to hear from you. They're taking public comment on how to spend more than a billion dollars in federal hurricane recovery funds. Those funds will pay for recovery efforts stemming from Hurricanes Laura, Delta, and Ida. Submit your comments at gov.louisiana.gov. Southern University gets a major boost to prevent its campus from eroding. David Grubb has that story. Congressman Troy Carter was on the bluff Wednesday to announce $7.6 million in federal grant aid to help preserve Southern University. That will go directly to saving the university from literally causing it to lip into the Mississippi River. Erosion is a very real threat to the campus, potentially causing as much as $43 million in damage. Carter said he didn't know just how dire the situation was up until a year ago after a presentation from retired General Russell Honore. General Honore was sharing with us the likelihood that if something didn't happen, the very land that we were standing on would be engulfed by the Mississippi River. Carter coordinated efforts with the LDOTD to apply for those grant dollars to protect the campus for generations to come. I'm David Grubb. We have some breaking entertainment news burning. James oh, Earl on? Jones is trending on Twitter. No, he's alive. Okay. James Earl Jones is alive. That, my first goodness. thought was, oh God, I hope nothing happened. Darth Vader. That's exactly why <sighs> he's trending. He is confirmed as the acting voice yes. in the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Good. He's gotta be. He is the voice of Darth. So James Earl Jones will be back voicing Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. And maybe as an Easter egg, he'll drop in a this is CNN. I don't know. <laughs> in sports, we're one day away from the start of the NCAA baseball tournament. The Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns will play Texas Christian University in tomorrow's regional opener. Cajuns pitcher Austin Perrin says the key to victory is sticking to the game plan. We're going to open up with TCU. We played those guys last year. We know they're really good. They can pitch. They can hit. Oral Roberts, they're really good. They're a smaller name, but we know they can play. And A&M, they're A&M. So we're going to go there and play our game, bunt, steal, play fast. The NBA Finals begin tonight. The Golden State Warriors host the Boston Celtics in Game 1. Tip-off 8 o'clock. Televised on the ABC Network. That's KTC TV 3 locally. And on the radio on ESPN Lafayette. Nobody won the big ones last night. Powerball jackpot up to $184 million. Lotto, $1,875,000. 
Easy Five at $180,000. If you bought a Powerball ticket in Mandeville, check it. You might be $100,000 richer this morning. Let's hit the mailbag right quick, Bernie. Yes. Um, we asked for our app chatters to check in. They yes. did. John mm-hmm. says last week, last Friday, he mm-hmm. and his wife made their final student loan payments. I know. Congratulations to y'all. Nearly $38,000 down the drain. Congratulations. And they did it in a very short period yeah. of time. It sounds like the Dave Ramsey method. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it sounds like. You know what, John? Go Maybe. buy yourself a Powerball ticket. Hopefully you win back the money you spent on your education. <laughs> Scott and Plazos checks in. Uh, no traffic to report at the Plazos Nuba Crossroads, good but good news. Opelousas is getting a McAllister's Deli on Cresswell Lane. Another <laughs> excuse to go visit Opelousas. There you go. And uh, our friend uh, Wink says, uh, going back to our, and finally from a few moments ago, he said, sign me up for any ride. I'm 54, and I've not learned my lesson yet. <laughs> oh, Rob, so that's vo- awesome. So he volunteers his tribute to get stuck upside down. Oh, we should take pictures. We're bringing him with him. We'll have to share our funnel cake with mm-hmm. him, but it's all right. So there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loving and, it. And finally, yes. Well, speaking of graduation, John yes. Dozat just uh, paid off his student loans. A 78 year old man in California. Yes. Walking with the class of 2022. Aww. Ted Sams is his name. He's 78 years old. He was prevented from graduating in 1962 because, well, he was suspended for five days at the end of the semester. Oh. He missed a final exam, but he was able to take that exam over the summer. He passed it. Problem was, he failed to return a book. School said he owed them $4.80. Didn't have the money to pay them, so they held the diploma. So he kept telling his kids over the years how much the school had robbed him. Uh huh. Apparently somebody got in touch with the school and they said, let's make this right. So San Gabriel High School called Mr. Sams, invited him to accept his diploma at this year's graduation. That's exciting. And here's the thing. The original diploma existed. It was stuck in the back of an old filing cabinet. They pulled it and they awarded him his original diploma from 60 years ago. See, nothing is impossible. Wow, what a great story, Ian. Thank you. So there you go. See, Bob, it's not all cat stories. yeah, uh, don't you like that story? I it's a good one, it's, huh? It's really uplifting. Uh, it is. It's coming up now on 652 from uplifting to Bob in a few minutes. It'll <laughs> probably be death and destruction. Your news update is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. Take a look at homefern.com. Mostly sunny skies out there to start the day. Going to look very similar out to the last couple of days. Got a few isolated showers popping up a little later on in the afternoon. A couple of thunderstorms possible as well. We'll go with a 30 to 40% chance for some rain. Overnight lows in the low 70s tonight. Going to do it all over again tomorrow. Looks like we'll pretty much hold on to this pattern going into the weekend. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. Right now, 71 degrees here at KPL. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Little fender bender, East University between Coolidge and Penhook. That's East University between Coolidge and Penhook. Got a fender bender in Karen Crow. It's on Veterans Drive on the northwest frontage roadside. That's over in Karen Crow, Veterans Drive, right near the northwest frontage road. Make sure you're buckling up. It's hurricane season. Make sure you protect your corner of the world with flood insurance. The National Flood Insurance Program wants you to go to FloodSmart.gov today. Brought to you by the National Flood Insurance Program.
It is coming up now on 645 Thursday morning. Katie Anna's history professor. Thank you. Bob Carica. good morning. Thank you. Good morning. How are you, sir? Very good. It is a beautiful morning out there. It is. Yes, it is. It's totally gorgeous. Yeah. All right, so question. Yes. Last week, we were talking about stuff, and this week, you're... You have these well, I told napkins. You, What's going on? I told you what we were going to do this week, and I sort of let you down because I wasn't able to get all of my equipment here as oh. early in the morning as I needed to, and well. I'm going to blame my daughter, Leona. Okay. She was dragging her feet, and she didn't get the hot lard co- cooled down <laughs> quick enough for me to get it in the back of the car, but she will pay for that later on. Okay. So that's okay. Right. Yeah. I don't believe any of that, but okay. It's tr- How okay. else do you think that I have you, these you made fried that, that donut circles mm, well, for you? That donuts. is beautiful. What, yeah. What? You're probably surprised that I'm able to do that in an army helmet in my carport. I I am only slightly surprised, <laughs> Bob, because you are quite an amazing character. So, so tomorrow is quote-unquote National Donut Day. Okay. Mm, yip, yippee. You know, mm, donuts. And, right? I mean, okay, so fine. National Donut Day. I'm saying this with a little bit of reluctance because we've gotten to the point where there's a national everything day. day. Right. And there's, there's actually a national jelly-filled donut day, and then I think there's also a national cream-filled donut day. <laughs> I'm certain that there must be a national cake donut day. As well as a national half cooked spaghetti day and a <laughs> don't give anybody ideas on that one. Peas over rice day, right? Because right. it's just gone completely bonkers. But yeah. National Donut Day is something different, um, and it was started in 1938 by the Salvation Army in Chicago, and it harkens back to the Salvation Army's efforts during World War One to bring something to the American soldiers in September of 1917 wow. who were participating in World War I and trying to forestall the German aggressions. Yes. And so it's also, so we're going to sort of get to that, though it's not that, it's not a very complicated story, I guess. Also, like a donut isn't a very complicated food item. Mm-hmm. Um, but this... History is the reason why donuts sort of locked in as this national part of our culture, part of our culture and this national obsession. And my brother, as it turns out, has an as an obsession with donuts. And so we <laughs> we would always have to find the best glazed donut. And when he comes down here, mm-hmm. he is so devoted to our local meshes glazed yes. donut it's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable so yes. my brother participates in this full scale and he is identified and i mean he's the guy that goes all over the place and he always seeks out the donut he's identified wow. meshes as his favorite favorite favorite, favorite. so you're well, the boudin there. guy yeah. he's the donut right yes. I'm, the, I'm the boudin guy he's the donut guy yeah, yeah we talk about that Savoring a lot sweet. yeah we've all mm-hmm. we've all got this sort of running through in our in our family what's your brother's interests. first name my old it's my older brother tom tom yeah all right all right yeah i love this bob and tom but a different kind of bob and tom <laughs> yes uh yeah. okay at any rate so so the salvation army um, it's 1917. The Salvation Army was created in the 1860s as a, a service organization, a religious organization, a Christian Protestant organization with this mission of providing needs and help to those in desperate situations. Yeah. 
1917, they decide, let's send women to the front lines to provide these hardworking young men in mm-hmm. these terrible circumstances with some sort of uh, comfort. Yes. Right. And so so they send a, a couple of women over mm-hmm. with the intent of setting up sort of aid stations. Not entirely sure what those aid stations are going to be. Sew some buttons on if you need it. Yeah. Um, read some scripture if you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, provide some just some some happiness mm-hmm. and some, you know, just a, a nice face and 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 a comforting opportunity for them Mm -hmm. and when the women get there they think to themselves well gosh this is good and this is nice but there aren't that many of us uh we are nearly on the front lines what what more could we do what what do they need a taste of something that would be comforting to them and these women on their own decide let's start making donuts for them because we don't have a lot of supplies but we do have have, what we can fashion donuts out of and they literally said and we do have old wine bottles that we can use as rolling pins. And we do have large shell casings that we can use as rolling pins because they didn't have much. Right. And they said, well, what can we fry these in? And they, they in fact, did say, well, we don't have anything but but those metal, metal helmets. helmets. And they would, they God, actually... I love America. Yeah. So they actually set up a donut-making station and they did, in fact, use what they had available to do it. And they did, in fact, fry them initially in, in helmets. In the helmets. Huh. And they this were, so they were of course, you know, I suppose it goes without saying, right? People are still lining up for donuts. They were fantastic. And they were a, a tremendous, tremendous hit. And these these women took on sort of a, a persona of their own. And they, they became um, the donut lassies is Aww. what they were known as. And this went on through the duration. And then the Salvation Army started, you know, they latched onto this and they said, mm-hmm. no, this is good stuff. Now we've really got uh, a purpose for these women that we're going to send over there. And they sent about 250 of them over there and they absolutely started all cooking donuts, donuts, donuts. So to this day, you can still find, not still find, this isn't. It's it's not a right, lost right, it's right, not sure. a lost relic, but on on the Salvation Army webpage, they print the original recipe for the donuts. Oh. So if anybody's looking to do something this summer with their kids that is a little bit odd, but has a connection and is somewhat meaningful, Absolutely. instead of celebrating In donut day by going others. and buying a pre made donut, yes. get that initial recipe. And make the donuts yourselves. And I love it because even on their, their description of telling you the, you know, the process of making the donut, they say, and, and don't use, don't use regular implements at home. Get, get an old can and use that to cut out the donut yes. shape because that's what the donut lassies did. Wow. Um, and so, so that's the story. Um, and then again, so that was 1917 when they started to do this. Mm-hmm. And it really, it, it changed also the Salvation Army's sort of persona they had been seen as kind of a fringe oddball group um but then when they started to do this and all of the good publicity that they got from them they gained a tremendous amount of of credibility and they became seen as an organization that really was there in times of need for people so yes. it changed their sort of uh look and feel in in the united states their as well. brand right basically. their brand basically yeah. so we can trace back what we see now with the salvation army with their efforts with the second hand uh, the second hand closed store here and even the bell ringing at christmas absolutely back to donuts oh yeah absolutely i mean this this that was their calling 
was to be sort of an army on the front lines providing yes. salvation to people through um, good deeds and assistance. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, this donut day um, offering and the publicity and the good words that they got from it um, definitely changed their sort of persona and their brand and made them popular. And, and yeah, yeah. And what a lovely story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. And it so is. get out there. So, so make the donuts. Look, here's what you need for four dozen donuts. Five cups of flour. This is the Salvation Army recipe, by the way. If you're making four dozen donuts, you and a couple families can get together and do this with your kids. Four cups of flour, two cups of sugar, two large eggs, one and three quarters cup of milk, five teaspoons of baking powder, a quarter of a tablespoon a tablespoon of salt, and a tub of lard, baby. Yeah, tub of, that's, that's that's the tub of lard is, for the, is the... Uh, uh, the uh, the cooking, the frying, yes. the frying. Yeah, yes. so you don't have to use lard. You can use whatever cooking grease you decide to use. Oh, I and love then, it. and it says right there: when finding items to cut out donut circles, be creative. Salvation Army Donut Girls use whatever they could to find, um, from baking powder cans to coffee percolator tubes. So oh. yes, embrace the whole idea. Absolutely. And going back what to a Salvation great Army. History lesson. Embrace the idea of making donuts, but also helping your fellow man and giving back the Salvation Army here in Acadiana, still on yes. the front lines. And if there's anything you, you can do to help disasters, yeah, absolutely. reach out to them through their website. What's the website you pulled up? SalvationArmy.org, yes, is it? That is correct. SalvationArmy.org. SalvationArmy.org. Check them out. Uh, I have to find the phone number. So, I'll find it during the break and give it uh, and out then, during the news. And then tomorrow when everybody's embroiled in, it's National Donut Day. Go get a half a dozen donuts. Go wow. get four dozen donuts. Just know that there's there's a history to it. And yeah. it's it's interesting and it's compelling. And it's, it's and really it's, a satisfying history. It is. And it's caring. Yeah, right. You and know? it's caring. Good for, for other people. You know, and the other good thing going on mm. is this weekend at yeah. the farmers market in Lafayette in Moncus Park. You uh-huh. got the sauce. It, it, I do. I have the sauce. I'm out there, but all of the listeners actually already know this, and I <laughs> and I know this because they come and they visit They're me, like, and I love it. Katie and it's just street right, <laughs> right. Um, but it's actually their birthday market. It, hey. it's, I think it might be nine years. Anyway, oh, whatever really? whatever it is, it, oh they have extended hours until two. And they have the Magnolia Sisters, and they have tons of kids' games and activities. So I'm just saying this because the the market every Saturday is wonderful, and people should go. But particularly this Saturday, if you're looking for something to do, extended hours, lots of opportunities out there. Absolutely. Okay, real quick, we've not got long left. You're taking on an adventure in a couple of weeks. Yes. So on Monday, I head out. I will still call in on Thursday from New Mexico. But okay. then I am in the bottom of the Grand Canyon <laughs> with my daughters. I love because, it. Hey, man. Because the only thing that makes <laughs> cooking donuts in my carport in an army hat um, palatable to my children is the fact that then I reward them by marching them through the Grand Canyon in the the heat of the June, so they love heat me. Of June? Right? Yes. So yeah, we're taking on this adventure. We did this three years ago. Um, it is a tremendous accomplishment for us. It's a fantastic bonding experience for us. But we're hiking the Grand Canyon. Uh, we'll camp three nights in the process and hopefully get out uh, alive once uh, again. No, no, I'm sure you will. I'm so <laughs> excited for y'all. And wow, what a great way to to 
you know, gosh, really get into America. Yeah, it's in a, the it's summer. a big deal for us because you have to apply for a permit, and and it's not easy to actually get selected for the permit. So we did it. Mm-hmm. The last time I I applied for the permit, I faxed my application to the wrong fax number. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> different, right? Yes, yeah, so you have to make sure all of the working pieces are in line to be able to do it, and we did it. So uh, we're we're getting ready to head off across the Grand Canyon. You're amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, Acadiana's history professor, Bob Carricker, you're just fantastic. Thank Thank you very much. And happy Donut Day early. Early tomorrow. But yeah, now we know what it's really Really all about. about. Wow, I'm going to think of donuts in a different way now. It's coming up now. I'm hungry. 6.58. Me too. 71 degrees. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. I'm Connell McShane. This is the Fox Business Report. The payroll processing firm ADP releases its National Employment Report for May today. Economists hope for a gain of 300,000 private sector jobs. The 200,000 jobs added in April fell short of expectations. As for jobs that were filled, the Labor Department will release the jobs report for May tomorrow. As for the jobs that were filled, the Labor Department will release the jobs report for May tomorrow. Oil prices dropping more than $2 a barrel ahead of today's meeting of OPEC nations and its allies. It follows a report that Saudi Arabia is prepared to boost production if output from Russia declines because of new sanctions for invading Ukraine. Meanwhile, gas prices continue to go up. AAA says the national average for a gallon of regular is $4.71. Remember to get your free treat tomorrow for National Donut Day. Krispy Kreme is giving out freebies. Dunkin' Donuts customers can get a free donut with the purchase of any beverage. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Steve Rappaport, invested in you. If you're in the market for a new home or your dream home, go with a lender you can count on for competitive rates. Over 300 loan products and thousands of loan consultants to help make sure you get the home and the mortgage that you want. Call now to see if you're pre-approved. 866-888-LOAN. 866-888-LOAN. Or go to LoanDepot.com. Loan Depot, where home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. 70 years on the throne. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. England's Queen Elizabeth II joined by her son, Prince Charles, the next king, and other members of the royal family on the balcony of Buckingham Palace during a parade celebrating her platinum jubilee. It's four days of events and a Four-day holiday weekend in Great Britain. A mass murder-suicide at a hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Deputy Chief Eric Dalglish says this incident claimed a total of five lives. Yes, four innocents, one shooter. He said the shooter had two weapons, a rifle and a handgun. The shooting lasted just a few minutes. Fox's Colonel Scott, no word on a possible motive. The Biden administration is forgiving $5.8 billion in student loan debt. 
for people who attended the for-profit Corinthian Colleges chain now out of business. That adds up to more than 560,000 borrowers and closes one of the most notorious cases of fraud in American higher education. An investigation found that many of Corinthian's campuses were falsifying data on the success of their graduates, with the company also falsely telling students their course credits could be transferred to other colleges, prompting a crackdown on for-profit colleges. It comes as the president considers a broader student loan forgiveness plan. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Former President Trump speaking to Fox's Brooks Singman reacts to the acquittal of an attorney accused of lying to the FBI by not disclosing ties to Hillary Clinton's campaign when he turned over information about the Trump organization and a Russian bank. Trump exclusively telling me he's feeling motivated, even hinting at a 2024 White House run. He says, quote, if anything, it makes me want to fight even harder. And the bureau says the information Michael Sussman had turned out to be nothing. John Hinckley Jr., who shot President Reagan in 1981, is saying thank you on Twitter to the people who helped him win freedom from all court oversight. That takes effect June 15th. He was confined to a mental hospital in D.C. for more than two decades after a jury found him not guilty by reason of insanity in shooting Reagan. America's listening to Fox News. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the Jay Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit autismspeaks.org employment. School's out for summer, but if your business is running QuickBooks, you'll never get a break. Their manual processes and delays will leave you scrambling. Graduate to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. No matter how big your business grows, with NetSuite, you gain visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, just like 93% of surveyed businesses who already graduated. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash today. No cause of death announced yet for a former NFL running back. Police in Frisco, Texas, found Marion Barber III dead inside his apartment Wednesday, going to the apartment on a welfare concern. Barber was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys in the fourth round of the 2005 NFL draft after helping guide the University of Minnesota to a win in the Music City Bowl, earning MVP honors. Barber went on to play six seasons for the Cowboys, making the Pro Bowl in 2007 when he rushed for just shy of 1,000 yards with 10 touchdowns. He would play one season for the Chicago Bears before retiring in 2012. Barber dealt with mental health issues and retirement as acknowledged by former teammate Des Bryant on social media. Marion Barber was just 38 years old. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. A mountain lion cub wandered into a school in Northern California, curling up under a desk. Fox 2 San Francisco's Jesse Gray. With just two days left in the school year, Pescadero middle and high school students, staff and teachers scattered the frantic rush to safety, coinciding with first responders arriving on scene. At the center of the stir, a mountain lion cub curled up under a desk inside the school. With a mountain lion trapped, the school alerted the San Mateo County Sheriff's Office, which in turn notified the State Department of Fish and Wildlife. The abrupt change interrupted final exams for some and graduation rehearsals for others. California Fish and Wildlife tells Fox the cat's emaciated and in poor health. The plan is to return it to its natural habitat. A new survey says your food delivery person could be taking a little off the top. The survey finds that 8 out of 10 food delivery workers admit to eating part of their customer's order. The poll, which was commissioned by Circuit Route Planner, asked more than 500 drivers. On top of that, one in 10 food delivery drivers admitted to urinating on their customer's home or nearby. 
The survey asked the delivery workers for reasons why they would do these things. 73% of them saying the biggest reason is because the customers give bad tips. Ted Lindner, Fox News. Head of the opening bell on Wall Street. Dow futures are up 139 points. And I'm Chris Foster. Fox News. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. 7.08 in the morning, 72 degrees. Daniel Phillips says sunny with a 40% chance of rain. High of 91 today. We'll look at the forecast in a few minutes for News Talk 96.5. Cape Hell, I'm Ian Ozan. We start with a congressman's response to the Uvalde shooting. LA3 representative Clay Higgins has filed two bills he says will shore up school security. Kevin Gallagher reports. Higgins has two bills he says can really make a difference. One would require gathering data on how many schools have security officers, how many are needed, and are those officers well enough trained? You'd have to look into all these different jurisdictional authorities to piece that together. Another bill would set training standards for school officers in SWAT-like tactics so they'd be ready for an active shooter. I believe that my plan can end school shootings. Forever. He introduced the same bills in 2018, but that was before Parkland, Florida, and just last week, Uvalde, Texas. We'll see if we can get some traction. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In Church Point, an arrest in a shooting case. Tyler Alfred is accused of shooting at a woman who was driving down Leone Street last week. The bullet hit the car, but not the woman. Alfred is facing an attempted second-degree murder charge. In Iberia Parish, the district attorney dropping charges against a suspect in the 2019 murder of a new Iberia senior high school student. Ken Ray Lede was arrested three years ago and accused of playing a part in the shooting death of Garen Lewis. Lede spent more than five months in jail after his arrest. Last week, the district attorney cleared Lede of any wrongdoing. Lede's attorney says Lede never should have been arrested. That's because the state lacked credible evidence, according to the attorney. In Lafayette, the public library system saying no to displays relating to, quote, demographic groups, end quote. Library director Danny Galane says he doesn't want the library's display singling out certain groups in the community. So those displays that typically would line the library during Black History Month, Pride Month, and other, other observances will no longer be constructed. Staying in Lafayette, UL says it suspended a frat for three years over hazing allegations. According to a university spokesman, the Pi Kappa Alpha fraternity is accused of hazing activities that include, quote, sleep deprivation and the performance of calisthenics, end quote. In a statement, a univer the university spokesman says seven frat members and a former member received summonses in connection with the case, misdemeanor summonses, we should say. The House committee investigating Ronald Green's death at the hands of state troopers wants Governor John Bell Edwards to testify. Kevin Gallagher has that story. Homo Representative Tanner McGee chairs the panel. He says they want to hear from Edwards on when he saw the police body cam video that shows the violent struggle between Green and state troopers. I'm not sure that the governor's testimony will give us the aha moment we're looking for, but it can definitely shed some light and some clarity on it. House Speaker Clay Schechneider says there are serious questions that can only be answered by Governor Edwards and his staff. McGee expects that Edwards will appear before the committee June 16th. He's expressed interest in uh, providing his side of the story. I'm, I don't think it's necessarily he's going to refrain from. I mean, I'd be surprised if he did. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Funeral services for Dwight Bo Ramsey will be held today. Ramsey died on May 19th. He was 94 years old. Visitation will take place from 9 to 11 at the Episcopal School of Acadiana's Henson Chapel. Funeral with full military honors begins at 11 o'clock. The Louisiana Office of Community Development wants to hear from you. They're taking public comment on how to spend more than a billion dollars in federal hurricane funds. Those funds will pay for recovery efforts stemming from Hurricanes Laura, Delta, and Ida. Submit your comments at gov.louisiana.gov. Southern University gets a major boost to prevent its campus from erosion. David Grubb has that story. 
Congressman Troy Carter was on the bluff Wednesday to announce $7.6 million in federal grant aid to help preserve Southern University. That will go directly to saving the university from literally causing it to lip into the Mississippi River. Erosion is a very real threat to the campus, potentially causing as much as $43 million in damage. Carter said he didn't know just how dire the situation was up until a year ago after a presentation from retired General Russell Honoré. General Honoré was sharing with us the likelihood that if something didn't happen, the very land that we were standing on would be engulfed by the Mississippi River. Carter coordinated efforts with the LDOTD to apply for those grant dollars to protect the campus for generations to come. I'm David Grubb. In sports, we're one day away from the start of the NCAA baseball tournament. The Louisiana Ragin Cajuns will play Texas Christian University in tomorrow's regional opener. Cajuns pitcher Austin Perrin with some great coach speak here says the key to victory is sticking to the game plan. We're going to open up with TCU. We played those guys last year. We know they're really good. They can pitch. They can hit. Oral Roberts, they're really good. They're a smaller name, but we know they can play. And A&M, that's your A&M. So we're going to go there and play our game, bunt, steal, play fast. The NBA Finals begin tonight. The Golden State Warriors host the Boston Celtics in Game 1. Tip-off, 8 o'clock, televised on KATC, on radio, on ESPN Lafayette. Nobody won the big jackpots last night. Powerball up to $184 million. Lotto, $1,875,000. Easy Five at $180,000. Someone in Mandeville won $100,000 on the Powerball last night. So if you're in Mandeville, you bought a ticket. Make sure you check it because you could be worth $100,000 this morning. And finally, Bernie. Oh, yes, sir. We mentioned uh, a man receiving his high school diploma. After 60 years, a little while ago. Well, we have some, uh, we have another story involving a California high school. This time, authorities were called after an unwanted visitor. Oh, what kind of appeared on campus? San Mateo County, the dateline. The sheriff's office there said in a Facebook post that a cougar was spotted inside Pescadero High School. Oh. The cougar went into an unoccupied English classroom. Ah. The good news is it was a mountain lion kind of cougar and not uh, one of the other variety. Okay. All right. Good uh, to know. Good by to the know. way, the cougar did not injure any students or staff. Thank God. Uh, the cougar was, uh, the cougar was uh, taken out of the school and released back into the wild. And I know there's some people right now who are, who are ready for that story to hey. escalate, but no, 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 no. No. You can insert your own joke there today, right? Yes. They this can was... just let their imaginations run wild. Yes. There's no Stifler's <laughs> mom type action going on here. This is a mountain lion. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> oh, you, you wild man. Google that one, kids. Uh, Maybe not. No, don't, 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 no, don't, 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 don't do that. No. Don't do that. Wait till you're 18 to watch American Pie. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today. That's going to take those temperatures into the low 90s. A little deceptive, though, that heat index is going to be running well into the upper 90s. Hot out there later this afternoon. A 30% chance for some scattered showers. So be on the lookout for a little bit of rainfall later on tonight. No real rhyme or reason as to where those showers are going to get going. They're going to be the typical summer variety. I think that this pattern is what we're going to see largely through the rest of this week. And I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of change into the weekend either. This seems to be more or less what we're going to be looking at pretty much through the foreseeable future. Maybe it gets a little bit drier by 
the early part of next work week, but won't last long. Those isolated showers are going to be bouncing back. In the meantime, temperatures pretty consistently sitting in the low 90s, pretty consistently humid as well as we really get into the heart of this summer pattern. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. And right now, 71 degrees, 360 painting of Lafayette. Look, if you were thinking to yourself, wow, the, the house is uh, looking, well... Things might look a little outdated. You know, even if you just refresh one room or your home office, it can really change the entire feel of your home. So many people work from home now. The office really needs to be a separate entity from the rest of your home because your home is supposed to be your sanctuary. So get a redo on your home office and contact 360 Painting of Lafayette to help you out. 360 Painting, look, it's a, it's about a passion for painting. These folks are all about making sure that they can do the best job for you. They, too, understand that people need a sanctuary nowadays, right? Like we always have. But especially if you do work from home. Maybe you have an office that uh, you go into and you think, well, you know, things are different. I want to be able to show something different to my clients, it needs a refresh or a redo. 360 Painting of Lafayette can help you out. They also do garage staining for floors, deck staining. If you're looking for a great company to do some work on your home, and it doesn't even have to be the whole home to make a huge difference, contact 360 Painting of Lafayette. You're going to be super happy that you did. News Talk 96.5, KPL. Right now, traffic. One little fender bender, East Vero School Road at South College. That's East Vero School Road at South College. Please make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there today. Our salute to America brought to you by Jim Olivier's Home Improvement and Roofing, Louisiana. Oh, say can you see stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming
Coming up now on 724 and Acadiana's Morning News. Bernadette Lee, Ian Ozeth. Thursday means Lafayette Live with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Gillery. Joining us in studio, good morning to you. Good morning, Bern. Ian, the man, Ozan. Good morning. Good to be with you. <laughs> favorite day of the week? It is our favorite day of the week. So much happens on the show, and it's only because of people who call, text, and email in. Today, our director of... Okay, what's the official title? Traffic? Roads and Bridges. Roads and Bridges. Okay. So Warren Abadie is back in studio, which means all of these questions that have been burning in your mind as you're commuting back and forth to work every day, maybe taking the kids to summer camp now, or you have to come home in the evenings and you're like, why is there so much traffic and only two people can go in a turning, a left-hand turning lane? Warren Abadie is your man. Start texting. Have the KPL app. If you don't have it, it's free in the App Store. Super easy to get. You can text us that way. Email us, news at kpel965.com. Or we've got Mark sitting by, ready to take your phone call. 232-1542. 232-1542. Now, it's been um, a very busy news week in terms of local government. So before we begin, begin with Warren, Wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, audit details that were released on Monday. And so if you could, there were some questions about um, money spent, how much was spent, did it come from this fund, that fund, et cetera. Can you kind of give us an overview of what the audit, as you guys looked at it? I mean, it was pretty long. I mean, this is something that happens for every municipality. The findings and what's being done to rectify some of these situations. Well, all all of the all the line items, you know, our finance department, LCG, we take very serious, and that's mm-hmm. why we have an audit to make sure that we're getting everything squared away. A lot of it was clerical error. Um, I did see some of the some reports from like a blog or two, you know, that they kind of uh, may may have uh, distorted the facts a little bit, but. Um, a lot of it was human error, coding, things like that. For example, eight hundred thousand um, appropriate one appropriation for eight hundred thousand dollars was listed as capital when really it was O and M. Hey, that's a serious deal. You want to make sure we get it squared away. But finance, to their credit, you know they they fix it immediately. A lot of this was self reported. A lot of this was proactive. Some of them are recurring. Uh, if you think of uh, some of the items from a finance standpoint that we've been working on for a couple of years, some of these, a couple of them were before I got in office, but you got to land that plane. You got to, got to make sure it's, it's everything, all the T's are crossed, I's are dotted. So, but look, it's serious. You want to do it right. And um, I mean, we have, I have my notes right here too, if you want, I don't know if there's a specific one, but that's, that's the one that kind of popped out to me. 
Any of them, Ian, that uh, people had had specific questions about earlier this week? I mean, the 800,000 mm-hmm. uh, clerical error um, is what you contend. And you also contend some were, were self-reported. Does that mean like something happens, you're working on something, realize I have made a mistake, and then I turn around and, and report that and fix it? Yeah, is it that, I mean, that's kind of a general. It could be that. I want to get to that one too. Though. Yeah, just to well, flip through maybe in a little bit. But um, so the eight hundred thousand one, th- this was, and, and let me let me. I just want to make sure I say it correctly though, because I don't want to. I don't want to tell you the wrong thing here. But we can get to it. There it is, right here. Okay, so the appropriation was yeah, exactly it was for a capital project, which was uh, properly recorded in the financials. We use Fund four hundred one in individual uh, internally. So and- that's uh, sales tax dollars that come in, but it's for our capital funds. Um, but this was for 311. During the 311 process, the contract was amended to add additional services, um, which were operating expenses in nature, which should have been coded to Fund 101 instead of mm-hmm. Fund 401. But it wasn't a misappropriation. It wasn't illegal funds used. It wasn't uh, funds that weren't used. It was literally coding internally. There were some questions on that as far as was it O&M, was it capital? Uh, auditors found that it was capital, and you know, finance fixed it immediately. Mm-hmm. And does it... In the overall scheme, how does that impact us locally in government or as taxpayers? It's, it's no financial impact. It, okay. It's it's uh, look, it was needed the the auditor. That was a good find, and, and it happens. And we do a lot of self auditing, as you can imagine. For I mean, look, it's a billion dollar company, you know, two thousand employees, quarter million people. We're, we're blessed to to lead uh, and serve. And, you know, finance every once in a while, this 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 will happen. But they correct it immediately. But again, no fiscal impact, no no impact at all. We found one of the items in here that dealt with the, the the federal funding or how certain federal funds were used. Uh, that is 2021 number 11, Compliance with Federal Funding Accountability and Transparency Act, uh, where the cause government was unaware of reporting requirement of the Transparency Act, federal funding. Let's see, government as a direct recipient of the Community Development Block yeah. Grants entitlement grants did not comply with the reporting requirements under the Federal Funding Accountability and Transparency Act. Government did not sub or report subaward data through FSRS, and this could put federal money in jeopardy. So, what happened here, and what is LCG going to do to remedy this? Right. Well, the, the federal dollars are not in jeopardy. So, this is a thirty thousand dollar CDBG Community Development Block Grant, thirty thousand dollar CDBG grant from the federal government, as you mentioned. Uh, that was not reported sufficiently. As bet, that's what my notes say, and I agree with that. You know, it has been reported, um, but it's been corrected as well. So. Uh, LCG received roughly $25, $30 million in CDBG uh, over the last year. And um, this $30,000 transaction is important. It just it should have been coded a little differently. But it was, it was corrected immediately. So we mentioned a lot of clerical errors here. Is this just a matter of information that's written down and then inputted improperly? Where are these clerical errors coming from? Just for those who aren't familiar with how the process works. Yeah, and, and what Ian and I both are looking at is a, is a report that we put together on the audit uh, summarized, and that's why I mentioned number 11. So that was the CDBG dollars. So a lot of these are redundant. I think four of them say the same thing. Um, little clerical errors here and there. Uh, but hey, look, it, it happens, and it, that's part of the reason why the audit is, is there, you know, this audit's been out for quite some time, but it, it just hit in the, the media, which, or at least, you know, a couple of blogs, so that's fine. We respect that. And uh, that's why we put it out. That's why we want to make sure that's all out there and ask any questions that you have. But if, you know, if we don't talk about it, then, then uh, I guess false narratives start to, start to loom. Do you think what? that's because we're coming up on an election at some point? 
Maybe so. Maybe so. I'm asking. I agree. Whatever those motivations are, but yeah. Do people look at things differently? Do they, Um, because you mentioned some blogs and maybe they weren't exactly accurate. That's, you know, that's, that's fair. And um, so, and here's the key. It's not that they weren't not accurate completely. They just weren't completely accurate. It happens. Which, okay. which the question I have here. I think here, you're right, though. The question I have here is, and for those who, like me, aren't sure what blogs you're referring to, what specifically did they say was not accurate and what then what is the truth behind it? Can you at least clear it up for and, those who may know well, what you're talking I'm, about? I'm not going to go in the business of, of remembering things that I might have saw in passing you know, on the Internet, but uh, I will say that I'm prepared to talk about each of these 16 items. You know, And four of them, like I said, kind of du- you know, du- duplicative. But uh, but that was a big one. Uh, the eight hundred thousand one, uh, and it, what caught my mind was there was there was possibly some thoughts out there in our public that it was a misappropriation or it's a illegal funds. That's not the case. When you code something that's uh, O and M that shouldn't mm-hmm. or you know operating as opposed and it should be coded as capital. Or if you should code it as uh, capital, it's you know it's really O and M. You know you got you got to make sure that we code those correctly, and we do. You know if, again you see a six hundred twenty nine million dollar budget, there's going to be a whole bunch of appropriations, a whole bunch of line items, a whole bunch of internal. Uh, audit processes that every once in a while you're going to code something the wrong way and doggone human error, but we fix it. You mentioned misappropriation. The item in the audit dealing with misappropriation was the employee at the municipal golf course who over a course of three months was taking money by not ringing yeah. things up in the POS system. Uh, do you know exactly how much money was involved with that and what specific controls have been put in place? Uh, I know there are some controls that are there now, but what exactly has changed? So the, it, just just point of clarification. So it wasn't a misappropriation. So misappropriation would mean that it, funds were appropriated incorrectly. So that wasn't the case. This was straight up theft. Yeah. So, yeah. So guy, I, uh, yeah. Using, using the language that was in the audit. Yeah, well, it, you know, they're, they're human too. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's... <laughs> That was a big, yeah, no, that's, that, that's a big deal. Kind of eye-opening. I remember when it happened and the CAO and then the park director did a great job. The uh, golf pro over there uh, immediately put some checks and balances in to make sure that those, those things are being viewed a lot, lot, uh, a lot better, uh, with, with more precision and accuracy, uh, you know, cause that's, that's unacceptable. I mean, you have retail stores across the country that they have theft at their cash registers. It, it mm-hmm. happens. It's not something that we, we take lightly. Uh, the individual was arrested. The individual was terminated immediately. Um, again, there's corrective actions put in place to kind of oversee the cashiers, make sure that... From that point going forward. Know. And that should have been in place before. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was, you know, but it wasn't. So we corrected mm-hmm. it. And there's a lot of things we were correcting in that particular department that, that we're starting to see uh, fruition. So I'm really excited. Okay. So through that department, you have seen a lot of correction oh yeah just from accounting standpoint just over the last year and a half you know year year and a half uh house knows guys worked hard with our cfo and cao to make sure that all the t's across all the eyes are dotted okay now in other news the other big story that mm-hmm. this week that happened was colonel mike hicks leaving the administration uh, after only five months and the scuttlebutt online is it's another person leaving the Guillory administration after being there for a short time. So what exactly happened? Was this by his own volition? Is this something where it was a mutual parting? What exactly happened with Colonel Hicks? So let's let's, you know, got to be cautious here. It's my personal relationship. This is a man that I love very much, you know, served in war with him, served overseas in Iraq and just, uh, um, you know, have a lot of love and respect and care for for him and his family. And, you know, his family's on the East Coast. I think it makes a lot more sense, you know, to be with them and. But, um, you know, I was telling somebody earlier, we must be doing something good because never before have I seen discussions of staff changes being the front story this much. So I take it as a compliment. I think our department should take it as a compliment. Our local government, our people should, too. But 
You know, Ian, I mean, I was elected to do the people's business. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I was elected to do. Get things done, get things done at a new pace and an efficient pace, lawfully and ethically. And, you know, the folks are busy. They, they, you know, the general public probably does not care how many staff changes you make as long as you're getting the job done. Mm-hmm. That's what I was elected to do. And, you know, sometimes that means I got to put my personal feelings aside to satisfy my duty to the people. And I take it serious. Mm-hmm. Can you go into any further detail? No, I guess I mean, it's not healthy to do it. You know, same thing that our other answers for all the other personnel changes, whether it's a, uh, you know, at the wherever on the organization chart, personnel changes or personnel matters, and mm-hmm. we let the process play itself out. But you know, I wouldn't put too much thought to it. Mm-hmm. It is coming up now on seven thirty-five on Acadiana's Morning News Lafayette Live. You can call in two three two one five four two two three two one five four two, and if you have the KPL app, you can text in your question. Warren Abadie joining us. How come a bridge is this way? Why yeah. do things look like that? We head into that discussion coming up. Phone lines are open. Call the show at 232-1542. 232-1542. Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app. Free in the App Store or Google Play. It's hurricane season. Make sure you protect your corner of the world with flood insurance. The National Flood Insurance Program wants you to go to floodsmart.gov today. Brought to you by the National Flood Insurance Program. Lafayette Live is brought to you by Southside Roofing at 337 Roofing, serving the Acadiana area for 20 years. Call Southside Roofing today at 337 Roofing for all of your roofing needs. It's coming up now on 739 Lafayette Live with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory, who joins us in studio Ian, I want to go back before we jump into Warren, the director of Jeff Lloyd and Bo Bridges. Uh, <laughs> before we get to him, I, I want to ask about the, something that was reported last week uh, with uh, the current article about the contracts, where the contract for the work done on the spoil banks, according to their report, may or may not have been done properly. Where there, I, I forget the exact they terminology asked about the bid process. Right, basically. it was the bid they were process. The bid process. Yeah, no, that okay, man. I'm glad you brought that up. So. On the face of this, if just just an outside looking in, I mean, it definitely, especially some of the ways it was reported, I'd have some questions too. Here's the facts. So this was a maintenance uh, contract that w- went out to bid, and it was bid, and we had five bidders. A lot of times, you only, and Warren, you know this, sometimes you only get one. You know what I mean? And that can be kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. I don't know how yeah, much competition. you get stuck with that person whether they're good or not. You have a choice. Either go there or don't. You know, right. but then, then again, if all the rules are followed, how can you, how can no, you not? No. Exactly. So, so this one had five? Yeah, five. Five bidders. And I, would, I, think we're miss, I think we're missing the boat here. The focus should be on what was bid. And that was, that, that's the vehicle. That vehicle needs fuel, and that's money. So mm-hmm. the, the original funding for this maintenance contract, I'm using maintenance very loosely. It's basically go and dig roadside, help out with, help supplement the, the human resource component that, that we're getting hit with and other, co- other companies are getting hit with across the, the country because of labor shortage and things like that. So we went out and very proactively, public works, and we've seen this in drainage a little bit as well, uh, goes out, uh, bids a contract to come in and, and do some of the, the labor, some of the, the, uh, as needed. I was trying to find the words, as needed, as needed contract. Well, would you have to have funding for that? So that was bid out, five bidders. This particular company uh, was awarded and, and got the contract. And then later, uh, we went to council to uh, fuel that vehicle a little bit more. 
uh, and I think it was like $4 million that was appropriate. That doesn't mean the entire, uh, right then in, in, in and of itself, doesn't mean that 100% of that gets funded. Some of it does. Now, the intent is to use it mm-hmm. because it, was the, it went to council for a reason, and that particular funding, and that may have already been used by now. But the focus shouldn't be on the amount. The focus is because the amount was already bid. The, for example, price per day, that was mm-hmm. bid. Now, if you go work 10 days, it's going to be less than 1,000 days. So the question here is, as you mentioned, this was appended to about a $400,000 contract awarded in December. Where is the line for having for being able to add a, co- a project like the Spoil Banks to this versus having to put out another competitive bid? So that that's the issue that, and I, again, I, I'd have to defer to, to legal and finance and all these guys, all these checks and balances that they go into place before these contracts even go forward uh, to include you know the bidding process. So the focus is... Is, is not on a project. I understand that the that this particular contract would be used to fulfill a lot of con, a lot of projects. It's to either supplement or to take the lead on to 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 do the physical work that's associated with that particular contract. But the focal point is not the amount. The focal point because the amount was bidded. So the okay, let me say it differently. The the total amount was not what went to bid. We don't do that. that that's that's an appropriation pop, uh, process that we go to the council. We have public comment, you know, introductory ordinances and final adoption. You amend the budget. You put money in the, into a particular fund. But that's a different process. So that can't be the focal point. The focal point is what was bid. So if we're if we're going to use the word project, then the project, quote unquote, was to go and do this this work, this as needed work. That was bid. It's a set pri- uh, price. That price doesn't go up. Or you can put $20 million in that account. It, the, the price is per day or per hour, however that's the contract's worded. I don't know, I don't know off the top of my head. But you need money in the, in the bank to be able to pay the as-needed contract. And, you know, that, that's, that, to me, that's where the focus should be. So where, what's, the, what's the rub here? It, what the is, rub is the rub according the to according that, to the article and according mm-hmm. to some of the people they spoke with that there's a possibility the public bid law may have been skirted if not outright violated by using the as needed contract and that's where the question comes and that where that line legal is question now did they follow up I wonder if the legal department if they followed up with the legal department to get clarification yeah and on that did they follow up on that story that they wrote I to didn't see I did not see an update and it's been I did not see an that update it's been week? a week and a half. Yeah, yes. a week and a half on whether or not it did or it didn't. And then I guess also from the legal department to maybe then your second source would be the state, you know, do other areas do it like this? Is it legal to do it like this? So at some point, I guess we can get some clarification on that that part of it, too. And I just hope and that's man, that's a great point. I, and I, I do hope we follow up with that. Um, I just hope to provide a little clarity that the per- particular project was bid. And had five bidders, but the the actual project was the as needed basis, and as needed correct work. And, and put in, again, this is not the private sector, so we can't you know burn can't come up to Josh and right and say, say hey, here's my company. Yeah, you know, know willy nilly do the work right. exactly. You got to have insurance like requirements, got a whole bunch mm-hmm. of checks and balances, but also um, you can't come to us and do work that's not appropriated, that's that, that hasn't gone through a process. It, it, there's no IOUs, in, mm-hmm. in other words. So we have to have funding appropriate. That's why a lot of times our projects will come in overbid a little bit mm-hmm. because the the alternative, which is not even allowed really, would be um, you go do the work and you come to me. Then I then I go to the council right. and ask for permission for money. Well, what if the council right. says no? So it's a, it's not even a, mm-hmm. it's not even a practical uh, way. But but the rub is 
I mean, politically, if you, I guess, if you're, or if, or if you're trying to get uh, more clicks on a on a on the internet page or whatnot, and I, I think you get paid right for advertisement and things like that, which say kudos to him is a great business model, chaos. But um, but if you if you look at how the article or how the how this is being portrayed, it it, it can appear that oh, we we went for a four hundred thousand dollar project and we amended it to millions and millions of dollars after the fact. That that's violating bid process. Well. Yeah, if those were the facts, but this is but the project was not it, it, the the money wasn't for a specific allocation or, or allocated project. It was appropriated for this particular process as needed basis. But you need money in the bank to do it, and it's and it's worked efficiently. Look, part of the reason why we're having so much success, part of the reason why we're able to change the pace of government and do it effectively and efficiently, is doing things that we haven't done in the past. But we don't definitely our directors don't wake up and just say, how can I just go and violate the law? I mean, there's a lot of checks and balances in, in place uh, through procurement, uh, uh, through professional services, through bid laws. And, you know, I, I trust the process. The app chat, someone chimed in, didn't leave a name, just identify themselves as Lafayette. And I think if to, you click on it, it goes further, and the name is Rick. Rick from Lafayette. OK, thank you, because it's not popping up in the email uh, that it sends us. So. It sounds like, uh, this is the quote here from Rick and Lafayette, it sounds like Josh's new pace of government doesn't have time for transparency, informing that his constituents are following the law. If government is, is moving that fast, something isn't right. And that's a, a loaded statement there, so I want to give you a chance to respond. Well, we come on a, a weekly town hall once a week, not knowing what questions are going to be asked, and we, we welcome that. I, no, I feel like we're being as transparent as we can, and, and part of the, you know, we try to put down information on the audit. Like I said, this was out for, for quite some time. Uh, but it's just hitting the news, which is fine with us. Um, but we we can't read the mind and of of some folks. So if they have any questions, if this individual had any questions on some things that that you know we feels like we need to be more transparent on, just call my office or call three one one. Do you feel like you've not informed your constituents? No, I, I don't. I really don't. I mean, I feel like our directors do a good job of communicating. Is this the only show you do? No, it isn't. Thank you. Okay. Very much. Yeah. So okay. We go no, on. I'm curious. Yeah. No, you know. we we go on we go on shows uh, quite often. I, I have a standing show on another a station mm-hmm. after each council meeting. So I go on there and talk about either what was on the agenda, what happened, or mm-hmm. in other projects. Um, I do little interviews here and there, and and we try to we try to accommodate the media anytime they have a request. Mm-hmm. If we feel it's important, you know, this mm-hmm. having dialogue like this, just like just coming on Lafayette Live once a week, which is definitely not all that we do. You're right. Um, but but coming on here is a good opportunity for us to talk about the hot topics. I mean, look, mm-hmm. this, this, none of this bothers me. I, this I'd, I'd much rather us, us talk about it than ha- let rumors mm-hmm. start start running. Do you think? Okay, and what about the? Uh, it's uh, the uh, idea that it that you guys also don't have time for following the law. Well, I mean, that's just a, a needless shot. But I, you know, I respect uh, this individual's First Amendment rights to say whatever they want, um, but it doesn't make it accurate. So. You know, I'm proud of the legal department. Now, look, people are going to make mistakes. I hadn't, I hadn't heard of one today, as for other than what we talked about. Um, but you know, I, I feel like we do a really good job of following the law, and I think we have a lot of checks and balances in place to do that. And you know, each project is vetted with. Um, we have plenty of assistant city parish attorneys that the the city parish attorney delegates uh, these things out to, and our engineers have professional responsibility requirements with their license. They they go out their way to make sure that things are done lawfully and ethically and. And we have a standing policy, and then our directors know it's embedded. Everything you do must be lawful and ethical. When in doubt, ask the legal department. How would you compare your uh, almost, I guess, is it almost two years now in office? How would you compare that to prior administrations? Do you, I mean, if you literally, I mean, it's a tough question, but I'm asking. I mean, how would you compare yourself to work done by prior administrations? Well, 
it's all in the priorities. So, you know, I want to be cognizant to, to be, give a respectful answer because sometimes I don't know because I, I wasn't I wasn't around when when city parish attorney Durrell, I mean, was here as his constituent, but I wasn't in his office. And, sure. and same thing with Mayor President Robodeau. I would say objectively, you can look at the amount of projects that are done have been record setting. Uh, I mean, I forgot how many how many exact projects uh, close to 70 just on drainage alone. Look, I ran on drainage. Ran on drainage and, you know, have roughly 70 projects either done, started or, or in the design process with a total of $106 million appropriated projects. $106 million. That, that's, that's unprecedented. So comparing that, so comparing the amount of, of projects that are being done on the core priorities that we ran on, drainage, roads, things like that, uh, it's, it's, it's no comparison. I mean, we've done, done a lot in two years. But it's team, team effort and changing our mindset and changing the way we do things. And, and that's okay. Look, in the past, I mean, everybody has a model. You know, in the past, it was grow government. You know, we, we, had, a, we had an issue. We, had, we wanted to cut more grass. We're going to grow government. We want to, want to dig more ditches. We're going to grow government. You know, and, and what that does is it takes about 50 to 60 cents of every dollar and starts to put it aside to uh, long-term mandated uh, financial mandates, you know, retirement, benefits, things like that. And is that really serving the folks the best? No. So we change the pace of government, and the way we do that is we change the way we do government. doesn't make it illegal. Matter of fact, it makes it Highly legal because we we know that I mean we're even more sensitive when we do something different, especially in government land. We definitely want to cross our T's a little more and dot our eyes because it is different. And you're asking folks that have been embedded into a, a mentality for that were that was that was there decades before they got in there, and you know we're trying to change that that mentality. And and it's taken us about two years to get there. Well, I've been on the show for a long time. We didn't have Lafayette live during the prior administration, uh, but I can only give feedback as to. The comments that we heard during that time frame of calls not being returned, emails not being returned, things not in get not getting done. Now we hear complaints of it's too fast. There's not enough transparency. It's, uh, you know, so, um, yeah, is there a middle ground? Do you think you meet that middle ground? Uh, I don't I don't know what. So, again, the lawyer, I mean, the, we'd have to define what middle ground is. But I will say this. I'm not going to compromise on my desire to do great things for my people. I'm never going to compromise on that. Doesn't mean we're going to make mistakes. The Lord knows I made plenty of them. I got more to go. Got more in the can. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Okay. But my heart's in the right place. Our director's heart's in the right place. Their mind's in the right place. And we're kicking the door in. And we're not turning back. We're just mm-hmm. getting started. With the council members, if, if there was a problem with that bid process that was mentioned by the, mm-hmm. by the current, right. wouldn't the council members be knocking on your door or the door of the attorney's for our government and asking because they represent us. I mean, if I have a problem in my neighborhood or if I read this story and I say, hey, what the heck is going on with this? And I call my council person. Now, have you had meetings about this? Have your council people contacted you since that article came out? No, not that there's something wrong, that something illegal has been done here. No, no, not at all. And, and that and that's a good point. And and I just want to highlight that the appropriating funds is the function of the legislative branch. Yeah, we will, you know, introduce ordinances for their consideration, but ultimately the, the executive branch doesn't have authority to just write ordinances and appropriate funds. But our, a lot of our council members have been here a while and they understand that these processes happen. They've been through mm-hmm. audits. They've mm-hmm. been through, um, you know, they, they, I feel like they are informed enough to know when, when a clerical error has happened and it's been corrected. I think mm-hmm. they can identify that and they can pick up the phone and call. Mm-hmm. And, and they do. And, and again, I don't want the tone of this conversation. No, to, I'm to, just asking. I'm just curious. Oh, no, I'm with yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you did because you, you highlight something that really I feel like we, we should highlight as far as tone goes. And it, if I were just reading that article 
that we're talking about, and and I didn't know the facts. I, I look, I would be scratching my head. Matter of fact, when I first kind of heard kind of rumblings of it, I immediately you know called called my internal guys like, hey, look into this, tell me what the facts are, mm-hmm. and um, you know once I assess the situation, it's like, oh okay, so you know, but the alternative is to not address it. The alternative mm-hmm. is to not talk about. It. These are public funds. This does not hurt my feelings. Well, this doesn't who make me these anxious. Bids? This goes through the council. So council will approve the appropriation mm-hmm. if there are, and as far as process As far goes, as the bid process, yeah. yes, sir. The bid process, state law. Mm-hmm. So state law governs that, and, and we, you know, we but have... But who signs the dot and chooses out of those five folks, choose uh, chose that particular entity, company? Was that professional service? Yeah. Low bid? Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, so that was low yeah, come on in. Yeah, orange. <laughs> come on down, orange. It's not traffic, but that's oh, all right. Hold <laughs> on. Do you see how he like led into that question? Mm-hmm. No, it, I mean, gosh, it goes to low bid, low responsive bidder. Okay, so it is based on the low bid, and that's it. Yes, because there's different pro- That's why I defer to my teammates. That's over why here. sometimes over the years, yeah. when we've had road construction projects, we have gotten the lowest bidder. And you get what you pay for. You always get you the say, lowest. You, the that's lowest right, because that is state law. Yeah. But the problem with that is you may get the same crappy person over and over again doing your roads, doing your bridges, and they have to go back time and time and time again to redo your stuff. So there's positives, so you make sure your brother-in-law didn't get the deal. Right. But there's also negatives, because mm-hmm. sometimes you got the same crappy people doing the work. And we, look, that's and we my put, statement, not uh, y'all's. Well, at the, at this, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at Warren. You can't see my it's facial a- expressions. No, but um, there's other processes why I want to defer to him. But you also have professional service. You have a request for mm-hmm. a qualification, request for proposals that could be, none of those those apply here. Right. So this would be a low bid. Yeah. And and again, I just I'm really glad we're having this conversation because the the focal point is if we want to call it a project, the project was as needed. That was bid out. That doesn't go up or down. You can put forty million dollars in that account. Mm-hmm. That price was bid out by five bidders. Projects are different. Projects would be if if we had a project and we changed the project and and you know that might in certain circumstances uh, you know different contract, different pricing, different uh, scope to a deg- mm-hmm. to a level where it crosses uh, or it creates a trigger point where you know you do have another process. But that wasn't the case here. I do want to mention another app chat came in. This is John and Sunset. Josh is doing a fantastic job. Hands down the best administration we've had. Thank you, Josh, for doing what you do and having a backbone. Again, that's John and Sunset with that one. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate that. It means a lot to us. I'm sorry we didn't really get to talk a lot about traffic, but can I ask a couple things real quick? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so... Game on. Poor yeah. Warren. He's like Matt Damon on Jimmy Kimmel. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, apologies to Matt Damon. It ran out of time. I'd love to talk about traffic, but I'm out of here. <laughs> so uh, the lane that's closed on North Ambassador as you head towards um, where the Ambassador Bertrand split. Yes, yeah, at, in Dallas. We're still, what, about six weeks away from yeah, completion five there? five to six weeks before okay. that lane will be open. People Completion ask me that a is lot. a name that, you know, yes. we use that word, we get a little nervous. But, but the, lane, the lane will be open. That lane that uh, is closed being four open weeks. four to five weeks more. And as far as the Dulles project itself, uh, further, do you happen to know a time frame uh, for that? I think that's what I'm I... trying to go off of memory. Uh, I know there's still substantial amount of work. I think it's mm-hmm. the end of this year. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will get a text correction if yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, because it went in phases. I yeah, believe it, one, there's a lot of phases. Three. Right. So with that, there's a lot of moving parts on that project. There's the bridge. There's a the roundabout. There's moving traffic back and forth to widen it out. There's the intersection improvement <laughs> at Ambassador and Dulles, and they 
they're all connected, but they're all in different phases, and so yeah. Yeah, kind of a big, a big. From the outside there. looking in, it could look like there's a you know there's a lot of different stuff going on. Okay, yeah. when I'm driving down a roadway uh-huh. and I'm like, why is it 35 here? Are you off your phone or are you on your phone? I am not on my phone right, at that time. Um, I'm a loser, uh, lady, uh, lady. I think you're a winner, Bernie. Uh, maybe, maybe yeah. I might be the only one not on my phone. Uh, a lady yesterday almost sideswiped the car I was in. I wasn't the driver, uh, but th- what when we found when we finally were able to get past this woman. She was on the phone. Right. Um, and, you know, di- di- did not even notice we were next to her. I'm like, yay, she didn't hit us. It was exciting. Um, but so if I'm driving down a road and it is 35 and I think to myself, oh, this is ridiculous. It's crazy. Do I call 311? They route me to traffic. Yeah. Okay. But when somebody says that and you get that on your desk or somebody else in your office, Warren Abadie, gets that on their desk. What happens usually? So a couple of things. Okay. One is the most frustrating part of my life slash my job <laughs> is <laughs> that people look to me to explain horrific driver behavior and it's unexplainable. Oh, okay. All right. It's, we're okay. all, it's a free country. Yeah. We all use the roads. I can't explain why this lady came in your lane and why she's on the phone. <laughs> but do you try? No, I don't even, I don't At even At one try. point in your career, were you trying to analyze that? Did I'm you put sure in, in my younger days, I was hungry and thought I could figure everything out but as I get older you know I have to accept what I can control what, I can what control. you can't control right that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. and so another part is remember I got to bring the logical to the hyper emotional mm-hmm. right so yeah. if if any call comes in that says this is wrong this speed limit's wrong mm-hmm. no matter it's if it's highly technical in nature or whether it's hyper emotional it's treated the same way sure we're, we're gonna study it yeah gotta look you at could it. be right you could be wrong right um you know we it's easy to think that, you know, with all these miles of roadway that we see and, and know every little nuance of the road you travel every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if a request comes in, no matter where it comes from, we're going to look at it, mm-hmm. you know. And it doesn't always work that way because several months back, someone called in or app chatted about a particular roadway and said it's too fast. And it was forwarded to you. And then I remember us talking about it on a subsequent show. Mm-hmm. And the speed limit actually went from 45 to 35 yep. because there were more residential right. uh, developments that had been created over the years. So when people ask these questions, it does matter. Like absolutely. you said, yeah, they absolutely. may be right. They may be incorrect, but either way, it's going to get looked at. Yeah. And the reality mm-hmm. is we're going to analyze it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever we find in the analysis is, is what we find. Whatever mm-hmm. our engineering judgment says the speed limit should be is, is what it'll be. Is what it's going to be. What, it, what we'll change it to. But bringing just to look there is, is has a lot of value. Okay, I have to. Oh, yes, sir. Well, I uh-huh. just want to make sure. So it's 8 o'clock. You're listening to KPEL 96.5 FM, Brobridge Lafayette, station identification. That was no. beautiful. Uh, that, see? That was a great job. Well, I'm, I'm your excellent. Here. There you so go. I got this for you. That was excellent. Before we get, but we, we have an announcement, though. Do you want to do the honors? Yes, sure. please, sir. Household, uh, ways, household Hazardous Waste Day is Saturday, June 4th. Greatest, one of the greatest days ever because all that greatest stuff. Greatest days ever. You don't know what to do with. Oh, you can finally dump it off. I think half of my garage is filled with old paint. Uh, (laughs) Whose is it? We're all doing spring cleaning (laughs) in the summer. In the summer, that's right. (laughs) And so it's from uh, 8 to noon. It's it's in the um, Northgate Mall parking lot, and they ask that you enter from the Castile Avenue side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. The old K&B for those of you keeping score at home. Yeah. Yeah. And bring your license because it's open to uh, Lafayette Parish residents, city and parish. Like the city and, uh, and, the, and the parish. parish. And the parish. Yeah, par- okay. Parish funds are used, so... 
Yeah. Oh, Excellent. Say it, Northgate Mall, it ain't not a Cajun field. It's at Northgate, Northgate Mall. Mall. Yep. Northgate Mall. Yep. That's a very yeah. good clarifying it's point. It's a big difference, right? But please look, come out there. And, and I'm going to tell you, if, uh, all the taxpayers out there, constituents, we're blessed to, to serve. You know, there's a lot of movement in this area. You're going to see, we're going to see a lot more um, uh, of these services available in the future. Uh, and look, it's exciting times, whether whether it's uh, hazardous waste to, to just our garbage contract. A lot of changes, potential changes are going to be coming in. You know, this contract uh, for trash pickup, I know this is a different issue, but related. Right, but it's a, always a big issue. Oh, yeah. It We're, is a highly mm-hmm. discussed issue constantly. But Bess over there at EQ and our Public Works Department, Chad, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're really going outside of the box and, and trying to find and really ways to. really looking yeah. to see what else is out there. And, and, and good rates, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, but this particular service is, is going to, I feel like, it's going to have some big wins here in the future. Okay. Well, we will look uh, to that as well. Mr. Abadie, could we invite you back Absolutely. to have some more traffic discussion? I feel like Absolutely. we're doing a game show. Can could, you come back on the that? show next week? Yeah, I will come you? next week. Yeah, if you don't mind. There are always traffic questions, and we're just running completely no, out of time I now. But to our wonderful citizens, in. don't wait. If you got a question, call 311. Mm. What's your office number? 291-8548. Okay. 8548-8548. And um, maybe we'll talk about Camellia next week. Because sure. that's mm. always fun. I'm, I'm in. He's game. All right. All right, gentlemen, thank you for your time. You. We appreciate certainly you both. do appreciate it. Thank it's you. coming up you. now. You too, sir. And as the mayor mentioned, this is yes. Newstalk 96.5 KPEL, Blue Bridge, Lafayette. <laughs> the 34th Annual Cajun Heartland State Fair is coming to the Cajun Dome now through June 5th. Newstalk 96.5 KPEL reminds you to get your KPEL My Choice wristband now. It's a great value, and you decide when you want to use it. The Newstalk 96.5 KPEL My Choice wristbands, only $30 each. LUS presents the 34th Annual Cajun Heartland State Fair, now through June 5th at the Cajun Dome. Experience wild rides on the Gold Star Midway or the future headliners karaoke club at the table room. Banyap Lane features free entertainment for the family, including the racing pigs, the giraffe menagerie, and Circus Hollywood. Check online today for the nightly live music lineup at the Coca-Cola Grandstand. Get more information now at CajunDome.com or at KPEL965.com. Click on the Cajun Dome link for more information. Brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPEL, where Acadiana comes to talk. Want a financial consultant who sees things through your eyes? Talk to Jeff Gunnels, your local Charles Schwab branch leader at 337-265-4210. I'm Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report. The head of J.P. Morgan Chase predicts an economic hurricane is on the horizon. Jamie Dimon in a conference telling investors, quote, that hurricane is right out there down the road coming our way. We don't know if it's a minor one or Superstorm Sandy. You better brace yourself. It's another day of rising gas prices. AAA reports the price climbed four cents overnight to a national average of $4.71 for a gallon of regular. Oil prices dropping more than $2 a barrel, following a report that Saudi Arabia is prepared to boost production if output from Russia declines because of new sanctions for invading Ukraine. The Biden administration plans to cancel student loan debt for more than half a million borrowers who attended the for-profit Corinthian College chain. That amounts to $8.5 billion in full student loan discharges, the largest relief of its kind in the Department of Education's history. Corinthian shut down in 2015 because of widespread fraud. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Steve Rappaport, invested in you. 
If you're in the market for a new home or your dream home, go with a lender you can count on for competitive rates. Over 300 loan products and thousands of loan consultants to help make sure you get the home and the mortgage that you want. Call now to see if you're pre-approved. 866-888-LOAN. 866-888-LOAN. Or go to LoanDepot.com. Loan Depot, where home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Let's play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Good night, y'all. Any trivia questions? Well, we do have to do cartridge roll trivia coming up in just a little bit, oh, okay. so we All can right, hit so that. We'll do that. Okay. We'll do that. It's eight thirteen, seventy six degrees outside right now. Partly cloudy on the back porch at Cape Hell. Forty percent chance of rain today, and a high of ninety one. Sunshine throughout the early parts of the day. Full look at the forecast in a few minutes for News Talk ninety six five Cape Hell. I'm Ian Ozan. We start with a congressman's response to the Uvalde shooting. LA3 Representative Clay Higgins has filed two bills he says will shore up school security. Kevin Gallagher reports. Higgins has two bills he says can really make a difference. One would require gathering data on how many schools have security officers, how many are needed, and are those officers well enough trained? You'd have to look into all these different jurisdictional authorities to piece that together. Another bill would set training standards for school officers in SWAT-like tactics so they'd be ready for an active shooter. I believe that my plan can end school shootings forever. He introduced the same bills in 2018, but that was before Parkland, Florida, and just last week, you Valdi, Texas. We'll see if we can get some traction. I'm Kevin Gallagher. In Church Point, an arrest in a shooting case. Tyler Alfred is accused of shooting at a woman who was driving down Leone Street last week. The bullet hit the car, but not the woman. Alfred is facing an attempted second-degree murder charge. In Iberia Parish, the district attorney dropping charges against the suspect in the 2019 murder of a new Iberia senior high school student. Ken Ray Lede was arrested three years ago. He was accused of playing a part in the shooting death of Garen Lewis. Lede spent more than five months in jail after his arrest. Last week, though, the district attorney cleared Lede of any wrongdoing. Lede's attorney said the state never had credible evidence and that his client never should have been arrested. In Lafayette, the public library system saying no to displays relating to demographic groups. Library director Danny Galane says he doesn't want the library's displays singling out certain groups in the community. So those Black History Month displays, Pride Month displays, and other displays that you see during observances, no, not there anymore. Staying in Lafayette, UL is suspending a frat for three years over hazing allegations. According to a university spokesman, the Pi Kappa Alpha fraternity is accused of hazing activities that include, quote, sleep deprivation and the performance of calisthenics, end quote. In a statement, the spokesman said seven frat members and a former frat member received misdemeanor summonses in connection with the case. In Baton Rouge, the House committee investigating Ronald Green's death at the hands of state troopers wants Governor John Bell Edwards to testify. Kevin Gallagher has that story. Homo Representative Tanner McGee chairs the panel. He says they want to hear from Edwards on when he saw the police body cam video that shows the violent struggle between Green and state troopers. I'm not sure that the governor's testimony will give us the aha moment we're looking for, but it can definitely shed some light and some clarity on it. House Speaker Clay Schechneider says there are serious questions that can only be answered by Governor Edwards and his staff. McGee expects that Edwards will appear before the committee June 16th. He's expressed interest in uh, providing his side of the story. I'm, I don't think it's necessarily he's going to refrain from. I mean, I'd be surprised if he did. I'm Kevin Gallagher. Funeral services for Dwight Bo Ramsey will be held today. The oil and gas industry legend and uh, one of the giant players in Lafayette Public Service died on May 19th. He was 94. 
Visitation will take place from 9 to 11 at Episcopal School of Acadiana's Hinton Chapel. The funeral, with full military honors, begins at 11 o'clock. The Louisiana Department of Community Development wants to hear from you. They're taking public comment on how to spend more than a billion dollars in federal hurricane recovery funds. Those funds will pay for recovery efforts stemming from Hurricanes Laura, Delta, and Ida. Submit your comments at gov.louisiana.gov. Southern University getting a major boost to prevent its campus from erosion. David Grubb has that story. Congressman Troy Carter was on the bluff Wednesday to announce $7.6 million in federal grant aid to help preserve Southern University. That will go directly to saving the university from literally causing it to lip into the Mississippi River. Erosion is a very real threat to the campus, potentially causing as much as $43 million in damage. Carter said he didn't know just how dire the situation was up until a year ago after a presentation from retired General Russell Honore. General Honore was sharing with us the likelihood that if something didn't happen, the very land that we were standing on would be engulfed by the Mississippi River. Carter coordinated efforts with the LDOTD to apply for those grant dollars to protect the campus for generations to come. I'm David Grubb. In sports, we're one day away from the start of the NCAA baseball tournament. The Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns will play Texas Christian University in tomorrow's regional opener. Cajuns pitcher Austin Perrin giving his best coach speech says the key to victory is sticking to the game plan. We're going to open up with TCU. We played those guys last year. We know they're really good. They can pitch, they can hit. Oral Roberts, they're really good. They're a smaller name, but we know they can play. And A&M, they're A&M. So we're going to go there and play our game, bunt, steal, play fast. The NBA Finals begin tonight. The Golden State Warriors host the Boston Celtics for Game 1. Tip-off set for 8 o'clock on KTC TV 3 on radio on ESPN Lafayette. So you just turn it on and watch the visuals, but listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. There you, you go. You crazy audio people out there. That's you Like and me. we are, yeah. You, me, CJ. We're three of the biggest audiophiles that me I know. Me and you and a dog named Boo. Sorry, little I thought I was boo. You can be boo if you want to. Okay. I thought I was your, your work boo. You are. Okay. I'm interrupting your news. I'm sorry, sir. It's what okay. You well, you're my work boo, so if we hit the Powerball, you'll get some of it. Problem is, we didn't hit it last night. Powerball I up to... want some lunch, I say. Powerball up to $184 million. Lotto at $1.875 mil. Easy five at $180,000. And finally, Bernie. Yes. Let us go... <laughs> oh boy, here we go. So uh, we had a story the other day about escapees at uh, the mm-hmm. St. Martin Juvenile Facility. Yeah. Well, we got some escapees in Georgia. Uh-oh. We go to uh, Effingham County. That's not too far from Savannah. <laughs> the sheriff's office. Effingham County. Effingham huh? County. That's kind of close to something else uh, I thought you said for a second. hey uh, Effingham County. Mm-hmm. said that they are looking for two escapees, trying oh. to return those escapees to their owner. Oh, Rangers from the Georgia Department of Natural Resources are looking for two escaped monkeys. Oh, what happened? The two Potsdam monkeys have been on the loose for more than a week. The sheriff's office said oh. more information about their escape and capture will be released following the conclusion of an investigation. But uh, if you know where these monkeys are, especially if you know who stole these monkeys, call Richard LaBeouf or Zachary Richard. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or Crime Stoppers at 948 Tips. <laughs> that was excellent. Nice job, Ian. Okay, do we know where the monkeys can? Are these like pets? Are they yeah, apparently like- they're pets. They, uh, they're two okay. Pattus monkeys. They've I'm sorry, been on, I didn't catch that They've part. been on the loose for more than mm-hmm. a week, and apparently... Uh, mm-hmm. 
Oh, wait, I missed this. Oh, what? The, hold on. Wait, were they found drinking in a bar? Beers I don't and know bananas? If they were found drinking in a bar, but they were found in return to their owner. Oh, cool. Okay. So they have been found. I'm telling you, it was beers and bananas. Mm-hmm. Beers and bananas. Bears and well, bananas. at least the line didn't uh, get broke. The monkey didn't get choked and mm-hmm. go to heaven in a little rowboat. Mm-hmm. Red, red, why you make me feel so fine? You keep me yeah, rocking all of the, the time. time. Red, red. Okay. Okay. That was it. That was enough. Hey, we no need joke. help. We do. There's a, okay. So we're going to go into the traffic discussion next week with Warren yes. Abadie. So if there's a speed limit or a question or a concern, start getting them in for next week. Because once we start going to all the traffic questions, they start boom, 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 boom. Um, Vic, bless his heart, for months he had been asking about one particular project, and it's almost at its conclusion. Um, and then the other questions, too. If you got questions about the bid process, more questions about transparency. Um, there was one question that a person sent in mm-hmm. that um, we can't answer, but that's only because it has nothing to do with the actual situation. It has to do with the way of something else, which we can't get into. Yeah. Um, The other was a comment by a person who said that, um, wait, let me not, let me, let me see here. Uh, I'd like to go to it real quick. I'm sorry about that. No, you're okay. Uh, It talked about the bid process. And uh, this person is correct that if a low bidder does poor work, you hold them accountable, accountable. That is how you address it. Mm -hmm. And that is very true. And we've had to do that multiple times. But it, there does come a point when you wonder how many times do you have to go back and address an issue? You know, taxpayers have paid for a job to get done. And unfortunately, the the bid laws are so needed because you don't want your brother-in-law getting the contract. Right. At the same time, sometimes you get the, the crappiest work. You really do. And people have to go back time and time again. How do you account for that? So when the road is closed uh-huh. because they've had to go back 10 times and repair their work. What kind of impact does that have on you as a taxpayer, as a business person? But this guy is right. If the low bidder does poor work, you hold them accountable. And that is what we do. And we saw that Every, with the Streetscape project back in 1996, that, oh 97. Yeah. And we've, we constantly see that. So that gentleman is right, too. Um, and, you know, do me a favor. Send it to news at kpel965.com. And just make sure that your, your email address is a correct one. Yes. You know, um, we like to know who or, we're talking hey, to. Hey, if you don't want to, that's that's you too. But when something, when it's a weird address, we're, we're not going to reply. You know to who you. else is you too? Who? Bono. Ah, I've heard that. All right. That was news. Your news update brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. Mostly sunny skies across Acadiana today. That's going to take those temperatures into the low 90s. little deceptive, though, that heat index is going to be running well into the upper 90s. Hot out there later this afternoon. A 30% chance for some scattered showers. So be on the lookout for a little bit of rainfall later on tonight. No real rhyme or reason as to where those showers are going to get going. They're going to be the typical summer variety. I think that this pattern is what we're going to see largely through the rest of this week. And I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of change into the weekend either. This seems to be more or less what we're going to be looking at pretty much through the foreseeable future. Maybe it gets a little bit drier by 
the early part of next work week, but won't last long. Those isolated showers are going to be bouncing back. In the meantime, temperatures pretty consistently sitting in the low 90s, pretty consistently humid as well as we really get into the heart of this summer pattern. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPAL. It is coming up now on 824 on Acadiana's Morning News. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. All right. A couple of fender benders. Uh, the Oh, excuse me. One stalled vehicle, West Congress at Aileen. It's a stalled vehicle, West Congress at Aileen. A crash with injuries, Vero at Fortune. That's Vero at Fortune. And a fender bender, uh, West Broussard at Ridge. That's West Broussard. At Ridge. Traffic brought to you by Broussard Poche, certified public accountants, your firm for a life. It's hurricane season. Make sure you protect your corner of the world with flood insurance. The National Flood Insurance Program wants you to go to floodsmart.gov today. Brought to you by the National Flood Insurance Program. This song is for the people of Acadiana, everybody listening, those that join us maybe sporadically, and for our people that join us every single day on Acadiana's Morning News, because you are giants. You know, you're out there, you're getting stuff done, and um, gosh, we appreciate you. Whether we all agree or disagree, that doesn't matter. Phone lines are always open, email's always open, and you guys really are giants. You're out there getting stuff done, and without... People who are willing to get out there and just break their hearts for their community. Yeah. We wouldn't have such a great place. And that's why we have a great Acadiana. So happy Thursday to all the giants out there this morning. It's Thursday. It is Thursday. It is Thursday. It's it doesn't feel like it. Here's a giant of law mm-hmm. enforcement. Hey, and a giant of karate. That love. Yeah, that too. My, my, who's been sitting in my chair? <laughs> Bobby Guitros. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. Great episode. Yeah, he's very... Mm-hmm. Uh, He's open door. Yeah, very yeah, much so. Very much oh, so. Yeah. And we were glad to have the opportunity um, to get his perspective on some different things. You know, and, and a lot of our conversation last week centered around, you know, some of the, um, well, not some of, all of the different aspects that we have seen with fentanyl and oh, yes. some of these other, you know, synthetic drugs that have really changed the landscape in the last eight years. In fact, we're doing, uh, we, we every Tuesday we do a, a Did You Know? Um, and, uh, you know, we firearm safety, uh, actually the, the process of if you was arrested, how do you get a bond? I mean, the whole legal process, well, he's doing a three part series on, uh, fentanyl. Mm. So, you know, go to our crime stoppers or cause we share it on crime stoppers, right. go to our sheriff's Facebook page. And every Tuesday we'll do another episode of, uh, you know, and we call it, did you know, it could be on the new laws. Mm-hmm. It could be on the, Workplace violence. We do a domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, starting Tuesday, uh, we're running our firearms uh, 
segments now. You know, we don't, I don't like to uh, break the, you know, one of four and then all of a sudden jump to something else. Something else, So yeah. Tuesday we'll start his three-part episode on Did You Know? We also reach out to our uh, news um, newsprint, and they'll print out the, the media stuff also. So, mm-hmm. You know, um, that is such a helpful part of it because you may never even think about some of the things that you see in a how, you know, do you know Well, you know, episode. some people... Are, complain to us saying how can y'all let this guy go out on bond well first it's in the constitution yeah. you know and, and we don't set it the sheriff's right. office we do not set bonds and usually they have guidelines anyway of each judge they say look what are you going to do for a theft by shoplifting mm-hmm. or how much would you uh how much are we going to say this is the bond for uh it's just rape you know something mm-hmm. like that so um it's really set by the court so we kind of explain What's your whole process of? Can you afford an attorney? Want to get one to be uh, uh, given appointed you, to appointed you? you. Mm-hmm. So we really did a. Uh, I think it was a four part series on that. So we always doing some kind of different laws. Some people agree, some people don't agree, but it it is the law. So, and we must follow the law. That's your your I, job. We can't do anything now. There's a Gwen's law on a domestic violence that sometimes if. Um, if it is a bad domestic violence, if it's, you know, really dangerous uh, and the judge seems to say, well, wait a minute, we're not going to let him go on bond now. We'll do a, a hearing mm-hmm. and the judge, the the attorneys will come in, the officers come in, they testify. So they'll they'll decide if he can get a bond because sometimes I mean, all domestic violence is is, is bad, is but. Bad. But sometimes these cases are real bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and they will have a hearing. People are if, close to death. Right. And there's other thing. There's another thing called a formal application. You don't just get a bond. You your lawyer has to apply, and it's, mm-hmm. it's another hearing. So uh, we we did that. But we're gonna we're gonna do a big thing on fentanyl. Um, we're also gonna do uh, some key safety tips on on securing your churches. We do, uh, and to to couple what the sheriff said, we offer free training to all the churches. Uh, we do uh, schools. We teach the schools for free. Uh, I've even traveled to Samson Rope out of uh, Broussard and did a, a business. What are you going to see if an active shooter comes in? What are the cops going to do? What are we, you know, what to expect and stuff like that? It's such valuable so information. It's all, it's all free. I mean, we, mm-hmm. um, I pride myself, especially um, uh, in the Eunice area. Uh, they're real proactive. And I'm not saying that other parishes, the other cities are not in our parish, but um, uh, our one of our schools is just head on. You go in there, you can get into the principal's office, but everything else is locked. And we'll do surprise checks on them. I'll, I'll drive up and say, hey, uh, Ms. Dupre, we, um, this is a drill. And I'll pull on, lock, you know, I'll yeah. open every door and see if I can get in and stuff. So, uh, you know, just a, it made it a little harder. You know, and, you know, it's a shame we have to do a active shooter drill like a fire drill. You yeah. know, in, this, in, our, in our churches, you know, we just teach the greeters what to look for. We teach the ushers. We teach the the the, the nursery workers. We uh, and we lock the church down. And then that's sad. We have to lock our church yeah. down, you know, um, to make sure our congregation is is free to worship, you know, Jesus and, and the Lord. So uh, we're out there. Our, our training staff does this totally, hundred percent free. And thank God that you do. Oh, the you sheriff. Know? The sheriff is. Uh, he has never told us no. We can't go somewhere and teach. Uh, you know, the classes and stuff like that. So, um, go ahead. With regards to guns, one thing I want to mention, we talked about this on air. If you do 
lawfully carry concealed and you have a gun in your vehicle for the love of pete take it out of your car when you get out of your car (laughs) because it's happened again this time in arneville uh stories at kpl965.com burglar hit the arneville area last night we know of at least one call made to the sheriff's office in the seven arpens road area and according to a facebook post that burglar got away at the very least with a pistol and some ammunition we um your vehicle is not a safe. It's certainly not a gun safe. Even if you lock your, your car and they break into it, you, you've just gave a criminal an AR-15, a 9 or something like that, or whatever, you, whatever you're carrying. Um, and it's easier for them now. Now, we see video after video of people, and they, they tried to hit my house. Mm. I, the guy's straight up walking under my carport, lights on, pulling on my doors. He left my house four four blocks later he goes into one of my friend's car she didn't lock it stole four hundred dollars in cash i said i'll show you video after video of of people pulling on doors and just walking by Mm -hmm. now yes you have a you know back in the day we used to have the gun racks in the back of our trucks yeah i don't see anybody have a gun rack anymore you know just showing look at this gun i have it you know just bust my window and take it um at least take it out you know, make it harder for them to get another gun on the street and stuff. Um, and, you know, you forget sometimes. Yeah. You know, sometimes I mean, you yeah. just, it's a hustle We're and human, bustle. Man. But families, jobs. You, you have, <laughs> it's like putting your seatbelt on. It's it's muscle memory for me now. You know, you have to take your, your, your weapons out of your car or just out of plane. I, I told you this before. One day we at church and I get a, a little a message to come outside mm. and they broke into uh, our vehicle. My wow, wife left man. her her makeup bag on the seat and they thought it was a purse and they busted the window. So out of sight, out of mind, just make it, make it a little harder for criminals to, uh, mm-hmm. to get guns and stuff on. The, I mean, you lock your house, hopefully. Yeah. You know, just, you got to keep them, them vehicles locked and the, and the valuables out of the vehicle. Now with that in mind, for those of you who have the keyless entry systems, especially if you have the key fob, mm-hmm. check the batteries. Cause this happened to me two Aww. weeks ago. I thought I'd lock the car. Apparently, it didn't because the battery was so weak it didn't lock. Come back to the car. They hit me. They pulled on the door. They opened it. And you could tell because everything was scattered. The old Jeff Fox were the joke. You know, you you really must feel old when someone breaks into your car and they don't steal anything. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. They didn't take anything except right. for $60 in lotto tickets. Mm-hmm. Which, for them to sit in line and realize that only one of them was a winner. <laughs> yeah, th- thank you for saving me the trouble. Won the the 50000 but, yeah. but in all seriousness, <laughs> double check and make sure. I spent all weekend cleaning my car around. And people who know me know I live in my car. Mm-hmm. Well, ca- you got so many things going on. Right. Yeah, but sense. I cleared everything out. For the first time since I bought this vehicle a few years ago, I can see the seats. I can <laughs> see the floorboards. And I can see the bottom of the trunk. But it's one of those things where those of us even right. those of us who are busy, who live in our cars, clean it out because, like you said, if they don't see anything, they're going to move on over. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hey, the crime of the week. Talk to us. Yeah. Opelousas, uh, man, you know, and, you know, it's just a lack of love and respect people have now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they'd rather shoot you than 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 go talk to you or a hey, or or put your hands on each other. They. Um, I just don't understand why people just go up and shoot through houses and not know, know. what you're gonna what you're gonna hit. Um, on May thirtieth, uh, Opelousas investigated Anna Claire shooting mm-hmm. that took the life of uh, Kendall Payne. 
So we're asking people to, at first, uh, reports came in, they thought it was a drive-by. No, it looks like they got down out the house, out the, you know, maybe through the neighborhood, whatever, got out of a vehicle, went up to the house and shot through the wind and stuff and, and mm-hmm. killed him. So um, myself and Detective Mike Hidalgo, um, uh, they reached out to us and we, we spotlighted that. So if um, you know anything about it and, you know, w- most of our crime stoppers, I'm going to say it again, we used to say uh, you can earn up to a $1,000 through our enhanced tip program from St. Landry. We're going to give $2,500 again. We we just paid out uh, the bro case that came mm-hmm. out uh, that he shot the kids and the adult. Mm-hmm. That person, it wasn't you can earn up to. We're going to give out $2,500 cash reward for the, uh, the solving of this murder. So someone just sent me a text. That's what I was doing sure. while we were talking about that. And I'm assuming the answer is yes, but I, I told that person, I said, yes, I will ask uh, Eddie about this. If this person knows something about just something that wasn't featured on a Crime Stoppers, even if it's like a small crime, should they call? Oh, definitely. Two, three, we, two um, tips? And, you know, and I, I, and it's my fault I, I failed to, to, to highlight that. No, just because... No. Well, I mean, I'm glad you great listeners, man. Yeah, I know people love to. I'm, I'm glad he, uh, they brought that up. It, a crime doesn't have to be uh, spotlighted on Crime Stoppers to earn a reward. Right. Okay. The other day, I, and I can't release the tip, right. but the, all of a sudden this person tipped, like this person has a warrant out of Lafayette, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. I said, we didn't even spot like that. So if you know a crime, you, you're eligible for a reward no matter what. Now, are you going to get twenty five hundred dollars for a a gas drive off? No, mm-hmm. but you will receive an award. Um, an award. <laughs> hey, you! I'll give you a plaque too. Uh, <laughs> and a challenge coin. Yeah, that's right. You, uh, you will. You are eligible for a cash reward on any crime that you tip in that comes through Crime Stoppers. So yeah, definitely. If you know of anything, and again, uh, we call it taking ownership. If this case was delivered to Lafayette, therefore they're going to pay. You know their crime because. In the law, I can't pay for a Lafayette crime, mm-hmm. but Crime Stoppers, you know, uh, of Lafayette's going to take the case and they're going to go pick up the guy, and this guy's going to make I don't know two fifty, three hundred, depending on what the computer. That's says. some sweet money. Yeah, anything that <laughs> any crime that you see, any crime that you know, could mm-hmm. be from the littlest thing to the mm-hmm. to the. I mean, we pay everything. I, our our program. If you're going to take the time to tip and and, and kind of, I'm gonna still keep uh, Sheriff Gibson's. If you're gonna be the difference, we're gonna we're gonna give you a little bit of money, which is perfect. And right we, now, St. Landry Parish needs someone to be that difference. I, mm-hmm. We we hey, uh, I, I'm I'm just excited. You know, I, I had the fuss to sheriff one day. <laughs> He's like, oh, you know, I want you to uh, take over. You know, take clay spot. We're gonna look just tape on Monday. Uh, get a crime on Monday. Tape on Wednesday, and that's it. Crime stoppers ain't like that. No, we, sir. Uh, it has been we have moved, hugely. Yeah, moved. And that's you know, I know. I, I told him, to, I told him give me the thanks for the props. It's not four mm-hmm. national. It's uh, 12. Uh, <laughs> no, but honestly, and we couldn't win these awards without the tips. You know, and you're right, because the KPL people right. for, you know, our side. Yes, we we have those awards that have our name on it. But that's that's, right. that's not our award. No. That's these people listening and and thank you without all these the, the person that just tipped you and asked yeah if, and ask that question get paid for this without the tipsters they they don't look at when and the next this year it's in november 
Um, I have to go to Orlando. I'm just for the Crime Stoppers seminars. I know it's terrible. That's rough. But, uh, but they look at <laughs> they look at not just the segment, mm-hmm. but did it solve a crime? Mm-hmm. Did it did it make a difference? And People that's how listening we, to this radio right. station and watching our partners on that's TV. Right. Mm-hmm. Those people right here in this community listening, y'all are making this happen. That's right. I mean, y'all are solving crimes. It's, I love the accolades, mm-hmm. you know, the awards, but look at the crimes we saw. Yep. One day I'm about to come with all the stats and the payouts and stuff that uh, that Ooh. Crime Stoppers made a difference for. Wow. And that's why we did the enhanced mm-hmm. thing for because if you're going to tip on a murder, you know, we're going to, and that's that's the minimum. We, our Crime Stoppers board has a has a clause in our, our, our policy, if you will, mm-hmm. that they can go higher. Say if it's just a one, and I'm not saying one life is, no, is more no, value no. than the other, but say if uh, we have a, ma- God forbid, we have a mass shooting, mm-hmm. um, that's definitely worth more than $1,000. Right. Yes. So um, uh, it's it's been great. I mean, we uh, I love the training section. I know the sheriff talked about it. Uh, he is real. Um, he is committed to the, the safety of our uh of our citizens and stuff. So he lets us go out anywhere. And because it's, you know, helping all different sectors of the community, you and can impact any church that asks that's right. for y'all's help. Any, free of charge. Yeah. And that's, I, I'm sure Lafayette does it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, all oh, the, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, and yeah. there, you know, there are so many people that just do impromptu things too. Right. Um, you know, I can think of a couple just off the top of my head, you know, that's in right. Lafayette. And um, yeah, there's a lot of good people out there in law enforcement and all they want to do is help people. That's right. Uh, before we go. Yes, sir. This weekend, uh, Eunice has, is sponsoring a Touch a Truck event. Okay. These are great events. Okay. You heard about the Touch a Truck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Talk to yeah. us. Explain it's, to us about we're gonna how it works. We're going to bring our sheriff's office. We're going to, we're coming. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're going to, we've already told the city of Eunice, uh, you know, we're going to put everybody else to shame. <laughs> we're coming up with our, our deuce. Our deuce is used for high water vehicle, uh, uh-huh. high water rescue. In fact, during one of the hurricanes, we loaned it out to Iberia. Oh, but yeah. that's one of our, our big trucks. We're gonna, we have a search and rescue boat that it's a landing craft that our SWAT can get on, our four wheelers can get on and, huh. and zoom up the Chafalaya. We're gonna bring some of our, you know, one of our new units, uh, one of the mm-hmm. Dodges. Um, I'm gonna bring, I have a, uh, a sidecar that's, a, it's a military sidecar with guns and, all kind of just to let the kids, kids touch see it. it. Yeah. They're gonna have eighteen wheelers. They're gonna have uh, dump trucks, fire trucks, uh, and they're gonna have a nineteen eighties in the and pre. Uh, let's see. Uh, you can't have a vehicle. Let me see how they put in this. Past nineteen eighty five, I think. Okay. So everything up. You know, no more. Uh, you know, no none of these no new European cars. <laughs> but it's gonna be old stuff, and all this is free. Wow. Uh, come down. We're gonna Crime Stoppers out there. We're gonna be fingerprinting kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheriff's office, my uh, public relations people, are gonna be there assisting in the fingerprints, passing out little newsletters and stuff like that. It is gonna be a great time. It's Saturday. I think it starts at around nine or ten, until about one yeah. or two. And um, they're gonna have food trucks. Uh, and just just bring your kids and just touch a truck. That's right. There you we go. try to get a helicopter or a plane, but downtown. Uh, Second Street, it's not, um, you know. <laughs> not we're gonna put the, the Airwolf. That, that's right. But, uh, well, yeah. We got Unison International time. Airport right down the road. You could have gone there. But this is, and it's going to be local, right by the Liberty, by the, by the City Hall. Okay. And, and look, it's just something that we just want to, you know, just show law enforcement stuff, show some trucks and boats and everything else.
It sounds so, like that's a good to have. Yep, it's a it's a little free event. Just it's called Touch a Truck. My favorite F word. Free. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, thank you. We You're appreciate welcome. your time, man. Anytime. Well, we better see you next Thursday. Living, I'll yes, be here next Thursday. All right, man. Eddie Thibodeau, St. Landry Crime Stoppers in the St. Landry Sheriff's Office. How do you tip? 948-TIPS, 948-TIPS, or the P3 app from any mobile device. The loudest voices on the biggest issues. We're listening to your concerns, and that's why it's so important for us to say that we hear you. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. Um... It's oh, oh, your turn. It's 8.54 in the morning. We're almost out of time. Before we go, though, a <laughs> yes, couple sir. of notes from the mailbag. No yes. more says uh, regarding the Pike uh, controversy at UL. How is depriving sleep and forced exercise different from athletics or just being a college student in general? And in the app chat, Scott says, I am a giant, but I'm trying to lose weight. Me too. Me too. That's I, it. Uh, yeah, all of it, all of it. Good stuff, good stuff. It's coming up now on 8.54, as Ian said, and... It'll be mostly sunny today. Bring the umbrella. 40% of us going to get some showers. Yes, indeed. God willing, if the checks don't bounce, we're back for the Friday edition yeah. tomorrow from 6 to 9. We'll be here. We trust we'll be here, too. Special thanks to Eddie Thibodeau, Josh Guillory, Warren Abadie, Dr. Bob Carricker, and everybody else who joined us today. Indeed, and folks. And Ben Berthelot. In the meantime, until we meet again, it's hard, but... Can we try to love one another? Amen. We're all human. Get breaking news first and exclusive content now. Download the free KPL News app, free in the App Store and Google Play. The Fox Business Report is being brought to you by Our Lady of Lords, where they believe your health lives in the story of your life. They listen. They heal. Visit LordsRMC.com. We listen. We heal for more information. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. First-time weekly jobless claims are down. The Labor Department reporting 200,000 people filed new claims last week, 10,000 fewer than economists expected. Wall Street futures point to a higher opening after oil prices dropped by more than two bucks a barrel as OPEC nations and their allies meet to discuss production levels. There's talk of OPEC Plus exploring the possibility of increasing output in July to ease concerns about high energy prices crippling the world economy. Amazon workers reportedly walking off the job at a warehouse in New Jersey marked for closing at the end of the month. The workers say the online retail giant reneged on its word to transfer employees to other facilities. The workers say Amazon offered to transfer them to a facility 11 miles away, but were sent to ones much farther away. An Amazon spokesperson tells Fox Business workers at the Belmar facility are being offered opportunities at five other sites that are as close as nine miles away. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Steve Rappaport, invested in you. If you're in the market for a new home or your dream home, go with a lender you can count on for competitive rates. Over 300 loan products and thousands of loan consultants to help make sure you get the home and the mortgage that you want. Call now to see if you're pre-approved. 866-888-LOAN. 866-888-LOAN. Or go to LoanDepot.com. Loan Depot, where home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states.